Blog Talk Radio. In previous live Azusa projects, you've heard some of the stories of the old saints like Mother Sherman, Mother Garner, my own grandmother whom I called Big Mama, and many others. Today, you'll hear about the saints who started it all, the founders and keepers of perhaps the most important revival in the 20th century. Nearly a hundred years ago in Los Angeles, California, in a converted livery stable on Azusa Street. Once again, we are live at Azusa. Come on, let's praise God and put those hands together for our bishop and Dr. Colton D. Pearson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Alvin, and hello, Azusa. We've come this far by faith. Go back with me to the Woodlawn Park Church of God in Christ in San Diego, California, where we used to march in every Sunday morning singing this song. We've come this far by faith. Let's sing it, and we've come this far by faith.
somebody say, I've got my measure of faith. It's brought me thus far. And I'm here to tell you that my best is yet to come. Come on, tell somebody, you ain't seen nothing yet. My God, I'm just getting started. I'm just now starting to kick the devil out of my life and out of my home and out of my family and out of my money. Hey, hey, hey. Well, go ahead and be seated. Okay, folks, how's everybody doing? I want to, want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Brother Seth, and this is the show. This is the show. This is the show, part two. Oh, bear with me, folks. I'm trying to do three things here at one time. But, yeah, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. Again, this is Brother Seth, and um, it's Five Smooth Stone coming at you with the show, Why Are African Americans at the Bottom of Every Single Aspect of Life, Part 2. And, folks, we just are so excited to finally get a chance to do this show. I'm so excited about the guests we have on tonight, and uh, we're just going to jump right into it into it because I remember last show, it was so much information. We just didn't have time to get get it all out. So we have a lot of stuff coming at you. And um, we have some guests that are, I think are already in the house. I see them on the phone lines, I believe. Um, but I want to thank those of you that are already here on the phone lines and uh, those of you that are coming in the chat room. I'm sorry I just now opened up the chat room. Folks, I've been running. This has been a rough day today. Um but I do have the chat room open. We will be looking at the chat room. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead and post them in the chat room. We're more than happy to answer your question in the chat room. So how are you doing, family? How are you doing, friends of Five Smooth Stone? Yes, I do mean family. Some of my family will be listening again tonight, and this show is devoted or dedicated to you. And uh, we also have invited friends as well that will be joining us tonight. Again, folks, tonight we are talking about why are African Americans at the bottom of every aspect of life, part two. If you missed part one, you really missed out. It was a lot of things we was able to hit, a lot of things, uh, a lot of people we was able to uh, speak on the show, be it in person or through audio, uh, quite a few different angles from different people of all ethnic backgrounds. Um, we played some videos. I don't know if you know this or not, but if if you heard, if you listened to the first show, of course you heard it. But if you missed the first show, what I'm trying to say is we had audio from various people all over the world, and some of which were white, talking about uh, well, all of which was white, talking about this revelation that the Father is doing in this end time, resurrecting the whole house of Israel. Yes, He's doing it within the four corners, within all the nation where he has scattered his chosen people. I'm going to say that again. The Father is in the business right now among doing a whole lot of other things. He is in the business of resurrecting the whole house of Israel. Now, when I say the whole house, not every single person will be resurrected, but he is in reaching out his arm to restore those with the heart to hear and ears to hear. So let's do this, folks. I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring on my guests. Uh, I, I um, don't want to waste another minute. So, Brother Yahshua, if you're in the house, go ahead and press one if you haven't. And, Brother Sister Yaina, if you're in the house, go ahead and press one 
if you haven't. I'm going to go to the phone lines now with area code 513-873. I believe that hand was up first. I think this is Brother Yeshua, if my memory serves me correct. Brother Yeshua, are you there? Hey, Shalom, Seth. How you doing? Yes, I'm here. Shalom, Shalom. Uh, good to hear from you, brother. Always, always. And folks, when we say Shalom, don't be alarmed. It just means peace. Some of us like to say it in Hebrew. We like to speak as much of our people's language as possible. And that's why we sometimes say different things in Hebrew. Go ahead and say hello to the people, brother, and uh, Brother Yeshua. Uh, and well, hold on. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and bring Sister uh, Yaino also. Uh, that will probably be politically correct. Erico five one three six one four. Sister Yaina, are you there? I am here. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Well, shalom, shalom, shalom to you. And uh, hopefully, y'all are doing well tonight. I tell you what, since you're the lady of the house tonight, Sister Yaina, why don't you go ahead first and say hello to the people and give them about a three minute uh, bio of who you are, because we are strangers to a lot of listeners tonight. So go ahead and let them know who you are, please, in about three minutes. All right, real quick. Um, my name is Jaina Israel. Um, I am um, a part of an organization called the Nation of Yehuda, um, bringing together the African-American people who are a part of the descendants of the transatlantic slave trade. Um, and I have been in this way for a, a, a number of years. Um, I came out of the church. I was a pastor. I had a prison ministry, and um, I spent um, a countless amount of years waking up to the truth, and uh, I'm just happy to be here today. All right, all right, all right. Now, when you say coming out of the church, now, what I'm doing, what mm-hmm. I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to try to translate to people who I think may not understand. They may understand. People are sometimes sharper than you think, but then there's always those that, uh, it's not as sharp as you would think. So when you say you're coming out of the church, you mean spiritually you're still a part of the church but coming out of traditional church, correct? Oh, absolutely. I still believe in the Messiah. I believe that, you know, all of the things that, that um, the Scripture says about him, I believe those things. When I say come out of the church, what I am meaning is um, coming out of the understanding that was given to us um, by our slave master and understanding who we are and what a significant role we play in these end times. You know, um, the church is um, waiting on the rapture. Uh, I know they are. I taught it. I preached it. I did all of those things. And very few people are aware, you know, that we are a very significant part of the end time prophecies fulfilling themselves. And when I say we, I mean the descendants of the African-American slave trade that has been scattered all over the world. Amen, amen, amen. And we'll get a more to the, to the rapture thing a little mm-hmm. later on because I know a lot of people is wondering, what did you mean by that? But I want, we'll let you explain it a little later on. But listen, Brother Yeshua, Brother Yeshua, this brother and I go back a little, a little ways, and I want him to please go ahead with his bio, if you can, make it about three minutes. And of course, we're going to bring these, these – uh, I would say scholars on a little later on, they're going to talk a whole lot more. But this is just a little intro. Go ahead, brother, about three minutes. Let everybody know who you are. Okay, well, uh, my name is Yahshua, out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, minister at uh, Israel Now, Israel Now Synagogue. Um, just trying to, um, you know, live my life according to the commandments and the will of the Most High. And 
you know, that that's pretty much it as far as until we get into more, if the people have any more questions or anything. Um, I've been in this walk for um, since about 1998 and um, been living this way of life ever since, um, ever since, you know, about 98. And um, it's been a, a very great walk with the Most High, and, and I love every minute of it. And I'm going to borrow from both of them because I thought both of them did a good job in explaining who they are. They was very to the point. I'm going to try to do the same. Uh, for those of you who don't who don't know who I am and hear my voice for the, for the very first time, I'm Brother Seth. Okay, I've been doing this for uh, uh, doing this meaning blogs uh, for a good while. I don't even know when I started. I think it's been like six years ago. Uh, I probably have by now. I don't know. About over a hundred and about a hundred eighty some followers. Um, been doing done over two hundred shows. They don't mean anything though, folks. Most important thing is I love the Father, and I really want to please Him, and I really have been studying the Scriptures to find out what is He doing in these days, these last days and time, and how can I be a part? I try to spend my day to pleasing the Father. Before I found out anything about Israel, I was a believer that believed in a white Christ, blonde hair, blue eyed, and I served not so much that image, but that's who I thought it, he looked like, and it meant didn't mean the hill of beings to me. Who I ever, however the Messiah looked, I know that was just a depiction, but that however way he looked, my heart was sold out to the cause of what he preached about. I believe that he came to this day. I believe that he rose. I believe that he will return, and we'll talk about that a little later. But I believe in the Bible from Genesis to maps. Yes, it's been tampered with. Yes, I understand books missing and all that. But there's enough truth in there to salvage anybody, and that's the most important message, far, far more important than anything I believe that I will have to say tonight in terms of who was Israel and their purpose. Because remember, folks, those of you listening for the first time tonight, Israel knew who they were. They had no they didn't have to have a revelation of who they were. They knew they was Israel. And they made the father very upset with their behavior. And that's how we end up in slave ships in the first place. So the bigger revelation I hope we will all be able to articulate tonight is not, and this is especially my heart cry, and I would believe my guess as well, it's not that you would be so interested in who the real Jews are, but hopefully you'd be interested in what the Father wants for your life right now. And I believe right now he wants you to go into his word a little deeper. And that's why I have brought on these sisters and the sister and the brother tonight, because I believe we have a more excellent way for you, a more clear way of seeing the Father, a more clear way of understanding why we're here in America, why you already, many of you already have a relationship with the Father. You serve him, you love him. There is questions about why we're here in the first place. So Brother Seth, that would be my little longer than three-minute bio. Okay, so I uh, want to just say to the guests, uh, Brother Yahshua and Sister Yaina, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for loving our people enough to having served so much. This is not new to y'all from what I understand. 
I know it's not you to you, brother uh, Yeshua, because we've been to Israel together and done a lot of stuff together. We'll talk about that a little later, folks. But Sister Yaina, I have I must say that I've been doing a little spying on you and the Yehuda Project. I've listened to several of your shows, and I would not have invited you on a second time if I did not admire what you are trying to do. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, saints and ain'ts, <laughs> we are trying, are going to try our best with the help of the Holy Spirit to share unto you our experiences, what brought us into this knowledge, how it relates to you in 2015, soon to be 2016. What does it have to do with your life, your bills, your your everything? This Anytime the Father is saying or doing anything in your life, it has everything to do with your life, okay? This truth is no more important than the next truth, but you need all of the truth according to what Christ said. Man shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Most High. Now, I just got to lay some preliminaries down here really quick. Uh, on this show, you can come on by pressing 1. On my show, I don't I don't have a limit of how many times you can come on. All I ask is after you comment that you will press 1 again because otherwise your hand will stay up. I have family in the house, obviously, because the promo is definitely talking about family. So I have a lot of relatives in the, night, I mean, in the house tonight. I would ask you to do the same thing. If you have questions or comments, press 1. We'll bring you on, share your question. If we ask you questions, stay on the line as long as we're talking to you. But remember, we do kind of have a limit because we have a lot to talk about, and I may play some of those clips we played last week. Uh, I do ask that we be respectful of each other's views. We don't agree. Let me just get this out right now. Sister Yaina, Brother Yeshua, is going to say some things tonight that I probably won't agree with. This is what we need to understand about learning and developing. We all agree that African Americans want is one of the lost tribes of Israel and that the Father is waking Israel up. And we need to understand who we are as Israel to understand why we're in America and why we're going through what we're going to understand how to get out of this situation. So we agree 100% on that. I've heard Sister Yaina in length and details. I believe we agree. Brother Yahshua and I, there's, there's some things we disagree on, but I can assure you this we do agree on. Just like anybody else in any relationships, my wife and I don't agree on everything, but we agree enough to have a marriage. So welcome, everyone, to this show, uh, episode of Blog Talk Radio. Again, this is Five Smooth Stones, and this show is Why Are African Americans at the Bottom of Every Aspect of Life? Let me say this to you, Sister Yaina. Last show you was cut off. You was not able to share, so I ask you to please make sure that you get in your due time tonight. So I'm going to start off with you first. We're going to just, I'm going to ask you all to give a quick, um, I don't want to be quick, though. Uh, let's do this. I'm trying to, I got a rule where we talk 15 minutes at a time, take a break 15 minutes, because people kind of phase out when you talk longer than 15 minutes. So I'm watching the clock, but let's go with your sister Yaina first. Uh, last week you you opened up really beautiful talking about how you came into this. Let me just ask you, and we'll, we'll, we'll let you come back later and hit it a little bit more, but just give me the short version now. What brought you into the revelation 
Well, I, mm-hmm. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it, sister. Just bear with me here. I don't like to always write stuff down. Sometimes I like to be natural and let it flow. So that's what I'm doing tonight. Why don't we do this? Share why it's important that people listen to us tonight. And then we'll get into later how you know we Israel with the scripture. But right now, why is this message worth listening to tonight? Why is it even important that people know who the real Jews are or who Israel is? Well, um, wow, that's a very loaded question. Um, if I had to just minimize it down to one statement, it would have to be that as an as a people, you know, we have been scattered all over the the globe, all over the world. And um, I remember I was at my job and I asked a young lady. She was she was still in Christianity, and I asked her. I said, most of these people in the room here are German. I said, and you have some people that are from Poland, and you have some people from different countries. I said, if America was to dissolve today, and they said, that's it, there's not going to be any more America, these people would go back to their country. I said, where would you go? And she stood in the middle of the floor, and she just looked bewildered and puzzled. I said, most of us can't answer that question because we don't know who we are. We don't know the rich history that we have. We don't know the prophecies that give us hope for the future, and we don't know the land that is ours. So it's important, I think, for us to be able to ask that same question and then to be able to give an answer, you know, historically, spiritually, and prophetically to be able to line it up to let the people know that it is very important to know those things because Christianity would have us to believe. And I don't mean to jump on Christianity, but I have to be honest with you. Christianity has us to believe that if you just believe in Jesus' name and you fill up with the tongue talk of Holy Ghost and you live a life that is according to the word, he's going to come and take you away from here. And those things you don't have to worry about anymore. You know, they have us to believe that, we can overlook the fact that they're shooting us in the street. We can overlook the fact that we're the lowest man on the totem pole. We can overlook the fact that we have never been treated fairly since we've been in this land. It, it just overlook that. Just believe in Jesus, and it's going to be all right, and he's going to take you to heaven. Well, the Bible does contradict that. The Bible contradicts that because we have a prophetic journey that we have to take, and that's why I think it's important for us to do this. I relinquish the mic. <laughs> yeah, sister, I'm sure it's a lot of questions from that right there. And I want to say this. Really listen to what she is saying. You heard Sister Yanni say earlier she still believed in the Messiah. You heard her say that. So just keep listening, folks. That's all I have to say. Again, we have different ways of saying different things, but I really, truly enjoy it what you just said, my sister, and you're absolutely right. The Bible does require us to do more than just believe. And when we say Christianity, we're talking about a religion filled with white supremacy, a religion that's actually putting things out there that's not scripture to derail our belief. We're not tampering with the Messiah. We're not tampering with his arrival, his death, his resurrection, his burial, his father that sent him, the Holy Spirit, the laws and commandments. So, folks, you are all right. Don't don't y'all get too nervous, okay, brother Yeshua? 
again, same question. Why should anybody under the sound of my voice continue listening to us tonight? Why is this important? Well, it's very important because it's the truth, first of all. Uh, most of the people, I'm sure, that are on the line believe in the scriptures. Uh, they acknowledge the Holy Scriptures, what we call the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. They acknowledge these scriptures, and the only thing that we're really speaking is the words of the Most High. We're speaking what's actually in the Bible, the things that the Messiah spoke of, the things that all of the prophets talked about. Most of the prophets prophesied about the condition that the children of Israel would be in in the last days. So we have shows on Christian TV that's dedicated to what they call Bible prophecy, but they don't mention us as so-called African Americans, where you can't be a student of Bible prophecy without mentioning the children of Israel because we are at the forefront of end-time prophecies. Like I said, most Amen. of the prophecies was about the children of Israel and the condition that they would be in in the last days, the the places that they would be scattered and how they would look, uh, how they would look as far as uh, their condition as a nation. So you can't have a whole show dedicated to biblical prophecy and don't bring up the true children of Israel. And I see this done every time I turn on Christian TV, and they're giving our people a bunch of uh, lies that are not biblical truth. So that's why it's important. It's important. This is how we can know the times that we're living in. Like the Messiah said, you must know the times and the seasons. We can know the times by the condition of the children of Israel. We can know these things by looking at our people and what's happening and what's going on with our people. We're the people that the Almighty promised to redeem from these lands that we've been scattered to and to redeem us to take us back home. Amen, amen. And when we say take us back home, I, again, I'm just playing. It's not even devil's advocate. It's just I know how our people think because I know how I thought. And I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody else, but I just know how most people are taught. I know how Baptists teach. I know what the holiness teach. I know what the charismatic teach. And I know how they think when you say take us back home. Folks, the scripture says it over and over and over again that Father that the Father would resurrect Israel, not just Ezekiel 37, that of the dry bones, but many places in the Bible, Israel will be restored and a remnant, not all of them, not all of them, not all of them, but a remnant, a small remnant at that would return to the land. Folks, tonight we hope to present enough scripture to let you see that there is no way in the world that Bible is talking about anybody Outside of African Americans, if there are other scattered people on this earth that is talking about, they're nothing more than another lost tribe, okay? But the people in Israel whom I personally love because they're human beings, but I vehemently disagree that they are the chosen, the elect of the Most High, or Israel, I should say. I don't believe that that land is full of Israelites. I believe that there's a small, small portion of them that could be because our people were taken up north and mixed with those the white-skinned people for thousands of years and could have very well ended up white. We understand that genetics. 
but the vast majority of the house of Israel is people of color. The Bible calls the great speckled bird. Real quickly, here's why I believe it's important, listener, family, and friends, that you listen tonight, that you take notes, that you record this show or, or make sure that you get a link to it and play it over and over and over, because I believe as long as we're looking at the people in Israel as the Jews, as some of y'all say, with very little proof, the Bible is confusing. The Bible is confusing. As Brother Yahshua was saying, Bible prophecy is really in jeopardy. It's confusing. Classic example, really quick, really quick. The Bible talks about when Israel's in rebellion, if they're going to be at the bottom of societies. They're going to be, everybody else is going to be high over them, ruling over them, and they'll be at the bottom. talks about the, the heaven above is going to be like brass, and we'll get into these scriptures a little later. Now, folks, y'all know what's happening in Israel. You know what the Israelis are doing. There's a little noise in the background. I don't know who it is, but it's a little bit of moving around. Uh, the Bible, in, in the land of Israel, the Israelis is acting a fool with the Palestinians. They are not in any way obedient. They run some of the most wicked corporations, not to mention Hollywood, the porn industry, and all kind of things that they have their hand in. They are not in obedience right now. Everybody agree with that. So how can you rule and yet be in disobedience? That's a contradiction of Scripture right there. Anything that Israelis have been through, again, all due respect, I ain't got no hate for nobody over there. Don't wish to harm a hair on their head. But I vehemently disagree with their stance in terms of Bible prophecy and who they claim to be. Folks, listen to me. Listen to us tonight. As far as I know in my spirit and in my conversation with either of the guests, I don't perceive any hate, any jealousy, any malice, any terroristic behavior, we're simply sharing the Father's word with you tonight. I have no ulterior motive. We don't even work together. It's not like Brother Yahshua and Sister Yaina, we're building some type of, she's doing her thing, Sister Yaina, Brother Yahshua's doing his thing, and I'm in Texas. I just met Sister Yaina last week. But I have her own because I believe her spirit is right, and Brother Yahshua recommended her, and I know for a certain she believed that we are Israel, and she can do it with Scripture. I've heard her do it. So that's why I've invited them on this guest. You heard Brother John last week, and you heard many people that's not even our color or our so-called ethnic background say the same thing. This is not a small little movement. This is something major. It's happening all around you. I have 2,000 Facebook friends. I know Facebook is not an authority, but I do. it is a very respectable social network. I have 2,000 friends, of which about 900 is Hebrew Israelites. This is not something small. I've been to 24 countries, and everywhere I have went, if I inquire, there was the presence, there was the knowledge, there was this movement there. It's everywhere. It is literally everywhere. You'll never see it in the media, so you have to listen to the Facebooks of the world, the YouTubes of the world, because this is something that will never make ABC, CBS, CNN, etc. So quickly again, why do I believe this is important? Without this revelation, the Father looks like he's picking on African Americans. We've been here over 400 years. 
We're at the bottom of every single aspect of life. We're more spiritual than any other group of people. We're more forgiving than any other group of people. We go to church more than any other group of people. We portray the character of Christ. I know we're acting the fool, too, but we portray closer to the character of Christ than any other group of people. We got work any other group of people. I don't know what they're talking about with this whole Mexican hard working. It's the African Americans that have built this country. So why is the Father allowing us to be at the bottom? It looks like He's picking on us without this revelation. You just look at it just straight up, and that's how a lot of our children feel. That's why they don't want to be in church. That's why they just they know not to speak and say nothing bad against the Father because they've been trained elsewise. But they have secret bitterness against the Father, as one of my friends once said. We as a people hold bitterness against the Father. How can you not if you just look at what's going on and you don't have this revelation we're talking about tonight? How can you explain how we're at the bottom? We're intelligent. We can make them rich. We can make them prosperous. We can put them at the top of the Fortune 500 company, but we can't get together hardly come to get a bank. Also, without this revelation, we look a little bit ignorant, a little bit incompetent. This is what birthed white supremacy. They're saying we can't come together. We can make them rich, but we can't even come together ourselves, so maybe we are made to serve them. It's actually intelligent thinking. We can't come together when we, get, when we try to come together, but when we come together on their behalf, we can put them at the top. Something is wrong with that reasoning. Without this revelation, it looked like that's the truth. Something is wrong with us. So when you see our intelligent, when you see intelligent black, so-called black people, marrying, dating outside their race, ain't nothing wrong with humans marrying humans. I, have, I don't have a problem with that per se. I know the father didn't want Israel to mix with other nations, but that had to do because of the gods they serve. I have no problem with a believer marrying another believer of a different ethnic. But that's just me personally. They, my guests might feel different. However, <laughs> if you don't know we're Israel, it makes sense to want to date somebody other than these cursed people that can't come together and do anything. That's always saying, let's start, let's start something, let's start something. You know, 400 years later, we're trying to start something. It looks like we're incompetent without understanding why we're going through what we're going through. Without this revelation, folks, this birth, white supremacy. And when I say white supremacy, I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about people that believe in the philosophy of white supremacy based on the fact that we can't come together and looking so incompetent. It makes us hate ourselves. That's a white supremacist. It makes us disrespect ourselves. That's a white supremacist. It makes outsiders, foreigners, uh, Iranians, Indians that come to this country dislike us without the understanding of why we're stumbling over ourselves as the Father has prophesied would happen to us. Without that understanding, it births self-hate from us and all of the neighbors around us. So my friend, this is not another Bible study. This is a mandatory Bible study for a nation in an identity crisis. I haven't touched the surface of why it's important. I just can only name a few things, okay? So it's very important. The Bible is not going to make sense where end-time prophecy is concerned, like Brother Yahshua was saying, unless you use this key, this key of African Americans being one of the lost tribes. Try it. When you hear your preacher, your minister next time talk about Israel and the plight of Israel, hear him and then try hearing him with this 
this understanding and see don't the scriptures open up to you like never before. We are Israel. We're the people of that book. The people in the Bible that's sitting on your coffee table, hopefully is in your hands, is people that look like you. They look like your uncle. They look like your aunt. Watch this. You ready? Some of those people in the Bible look like your mom. Hey, I got a better one for you. Some of those people in those 66 books look like you. Perhaps the Messiah himself. So, I just wanted to just 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 lay that foundation, let everybody know this this is a mandatory study. I want you to listen tonight, chew on it. Don't make any rash decisions. Don't make any just listen. Be prayerful, like you should be with any message. Listen to Sister Yaina. Listen to Brother Yeshua, listen to Brother Seth. Prayerfully. Prayerfully, because I understand the scripture talks about in the latter days there's doctrine of devils and people giving heat to seduce things here. We understand that. But this show, this show is not for those with itching ears. This show is for those who really want to please the Father. They want to be in his divine plan. It's just that simple. I want to just take a quick little uh take a quick little break and we'll be right back, folks. Um, Brother Yeshua and Sister Yain, is that okay with y'all? Yep, is that okay? We'll take a quick, look, quick little break. We'll be right back, folks. Okay. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season.
Okay, we'll let that play in the background. Again, folks, you listen to the... I almost said the wrong show there. <laughs> you listen to, uh, first of all, this brother Seth, and this is Five Smooth Stones. We have a show tonight, a special show tonight, where we are, if I can get myself all organized here, not fall out of this chair, we are uh, talking about why are African Americans at the bottom of every aspect of life, and this is part two. If you missed part one, you missed a very good show. I thought we just really nailed it down, just like we're doing tonight, but for three hours, solid, just solid facts coming at you over and over and over. And Sister Yain, I don't know if you had a chance to listen because you was disconnected um, accidentally. And by the way, folks, remember, after 10, it's very important. Some of y'all are new to this. It's very important after 10, you do not, for whatever reason, Hang up because you will not be able to get back. Okay, it's just that simple. Uh, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit and I'm going to put another a question at you, at our guests. And I may play some videos a little later on. I know some of y'all missed the first show and we had some really good videos of um, some of our, I believe, I'll call them brothers and sisters of other ethnic background, uh, again, declaring the works of the Father. Let me just say this. There's a lot of Israelites, a lot of people that call themselves Jews or Israel on the Internet, and they are claiming to be, as we're saying tonight, one of the lost tribes of Israel. And they are spitting, spewing forth hatred for everybody under the sun. From my understanding, and I think I I, 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 I speak for the guests, we do not ascribe a hatred of anything outside of evil, Satan, the deeds and cravings of the flesh. This is Brother Seth's enemy. This is the thing that I call my enemy. My enemy is not flesh and blood. I do believe, however, the Father will call a people to be an oppressor. I do believe in Jeremiah 1 when he said, <coughs> excuse me, that he would call all of the families of the north to the gates of Jerusalem, utter his judgment against his people, meaning he was going to empty out Europe on Jerusalem. And I believe this is one of the reasons of how that nation becomes so white as it is, white or lightened. It's still a black region. It's still predominantly a dark-skinned people. But this is where you get a lot of the light-skinned, the Egyptian look today as we know it. This comes from the Crusades and the much-mixing over the thousands of years. But the most I promise to empty out, or to, as he, the Scripture says it verbatim, call all, and it does say the word A-L-L, all of the families of the North. We may read that a little later on. But... I, this show, ascribe not to hatred. If you're a white brother and sister listening, I do say brother and sister because I'm, I'm speaking of our human relationship, not so much you being an Israelite, but you're our brother and sister by, by human blood. You should listen to this show. And while I'm at it, this is for all of our China, Chinese, uh, so-called white people, any other group of people listening that do not consider yourself African-American or so-called black, this is what my message is for you Africans listening that is not Israel. This is my message for anybody that do not live out the prophecies in Deuteronomy 28. 
Churches are the blessings because that's the only way we can tell who Israel is today. One of the main ways anyway. We can do it through history and other ways, but that's the strongest way. This is my message to you before I go to Sister Yain and Brother Yeshua. You need this like you need your next breath. Why do you need this message? Why do you need this revelation? Number one, like Brother Yeshua said, because the Father said it. This is not something we're doing. This is something he is doing. And if you call yourself a believer or a follower of the Most High, you got to follow him wheresoever he go. And this is where he is going right now. He is revealing his people. He's breaking the back of white supremacy with this truth. Now, what I would do if I were you and you want to be blessed, the Bible says, I will bless those that bless you, Israel, and I will curse those that curse you, Israel. So if you want to be a blessing, bless the nation of Israel. How do you bless the nation of Israel? You promote videos like this. You promote this truth. You get your children, your precious children, and I know you love them. We love them too. You teach them this. These people are the people of the book. You get all those images in your churches and in your homes. If, I know it would be a little hard to get rid of them in your churches, but you start to talk to your pastor. You know, Pastor, you know, I love you. I I believe in supporting you and everything, but I don't think that that image is right because we're promoting a lot. You begin to start preaching and, and speaking out for the cause of the Father. It has nothing to do with black folks per se. This has to do with what the Father is doing. He is resurrecting Israel, and you should do it with your finances. Many of you have made some good decisions with your money. You find yourself in life as we call prosperous, okay? You take your prosperity and be a blessing to the kingdom. Find someone to, it don't have to be us per se, but fund this ministry, fund this movement. Many people that are you that are that you are hearing is sold out to the Father. And they're so sold out they're reading many hours of the day. They land on their face before God. They're crying out, they're fasting. And financially, they are challenged because they're not sowing a lot in that particular aspect of their life. That's where you come in at. That's where you come in at. Many of you are very gifted. Many of you are programmers. Many of you have jobs where you can make one move, one signature, and some of these people can be taken care of like you would take care of your own pastor. Because, again, this is nothing but straight-up 100% ministry. This is not a cry for money. I'm not about that. If you know anything about Fire Smooth Stone, we really ain't about that. I hardly ever. I, I, I'm not asking for money now. I'm asking for you to put your life where your belief is. Put your money where your belief is. If the Father, you love the Father, your heart should say it. People should know it. So that's my cry out to all of those listening. If you believe in this revelation, as many of you have said and spoken all out over the Internet, fund it. Support it. If you don't have the funds, I understand that. Support it with your mouth. A lot of our people, and I'm getting ready to come to you, Sister Yaina, next. A lot of our people, brothers and sisters that, don't, that, that are not considered black, a lot of our people will not hear us. Because we are black and they're full of self-hatred. going to take a white man for them to hear. They're not going to hear us, ever. They're going to say you're angry. They're going to say you're full of hatred. So it takes a white female or a white male, polished, with the business, 
well set financially, to walk up there and say, no, these people are right. You are Israel. You should turn to the to, to, to the to the belief system of your forefathers. You should continue to keep his laws. You should continue to seek your true identity. You're not an African American. You're not a black. You're not Negro. You are Israel. It's gonna take you, my friend, to help liberate our people. Some people we will not be able to reach. Sister Yaina, I would love to hear what you have to say, if anything, about what I just said. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Her line is not open. My bad. Hold on one second. Folks, okay. I get carried away here. Hold on one second, Sister Yaina. Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, your line is open. All right. Go ahead. What do yes. you have to say? Any Anything, any feedback from what I just said? I do, I do. I, you know, I um, I had the pleasure of speaking with a gentleman who, um, he writes a, he has a um, a, a um, um, I won't say it's a blog, but he actually um, has articles that he promotes online, and I had a, a, a the pleasure of speaking to him back in May of 2014, and you know, he, I contacted him and I said, you know. Um, he was doing something about uh, racial profiling, and he was doing an article about white supremacy. And I remember I contacted him, and I said, you know, one good thing about us African Americans is that we're preparing to leave. You know, we're not fighting you over this land. We're not fighting for reparation. You know, even though we feel like we're owed something, because we, you're right, we built it from the outhouse to the White House. We did. Uh, we have ancestors that are buried on the grounds of the Capitol building and, you know, they actually built this place. And if anyone has a right to uh, a percentage of the stock market, we do, because cotton was definitely one of the first things that was traded. And and we definitely were uh, instrumental in picking cotton, and our grandparents and our great-grandparents have done that. And uh, he was very uh, interested. He said, please tell me more. In other words, anything that you all are talking about leaving, I want to hear about it. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll do something better. Allow me to write an article to explain what happened, and then you can publish the article. I said, but the one thing that you have to promise me is that you publish it exactly the way I write it. He said, no problem, my, my pleasure. He said, you got to keep it under a certain amount of words. So I'd like to read that if you don't mind. It's called A Nation Who Failed Probation, and it's actually <laughs> online right now. And it says, the article says, imagine a nation of people under a prison sentence because of their inability to adhere to the laws, statutes, and protocols written for them to sustain them as a sovereign nation. The probationary period was given to this nation as a benchmark to establish a covenant, land treaties, commerce, and complete autonomy from any other ruling government. Government. We failed to comply with the written statutes, and we did not comply with the code of conduct. So as a result, an assessment was done to determine the risk of recidivism, and it was determined that the, prob- the probability of reoffending was inevitable. Circumstances suggest that we were culpable and our intentions were premeditated. As a result, we were sentenced to an extended period of years in exile, dispersed among all the foreign nations and removed from our borders, our language, and our culture. 
The sentence of imprisonment terms included these. Our children would be sold as slaves and families dispersed. Our agricultural commerce would be destroyed. Our treaties and alliances with other foreign nations dissolved. Our monetary sovereignty diminished. Our wealth would be distributed globally among other ruling nations. Our nation's artifacts would be seized and confiscated. We would be transported in ships as cargo to be sold as commodities. Psychological imprisonment terms in effect. Our men would abandon their families. The women would be angry toward their children. We will be called by a byword as identification, niggas, coons, porch monkeys. Our youth would hang out on street corners and be a menace to the old. Husbands would witness the rape of their wives, and wives would be treated as property. Mental illness would be a burden to this nation. We would be the largest population in the prison sentence. Another nation would assume our identity to provoke us to jealousy. These are just a few now, of the terms on, of our imprisonment. Hold on, Sister Yaina, I gotta say this. That is that is some of the most beautiful words I ever heard in terms of what you're doing. Folks, I don't know if y'all know what she is doing. She is literally going through the prophecies of what the Bible and we'll get into it a little later. We can give you chapter and verse for everything she just said. She is literally reading off prophecies, but I have to let them know that, that that is scripture, everything you're saying. Go ahead. These are just a few of the terms of our imprisonment while in exile. The conditions of these terms are changed because of good behavior and the laws of the established governments wherein we are scattered. We have been extended certain privileges. However, the completion of the sentence is approaching. The restoration of our nation includes some of the following, an obligation to honor the terms of the covenant and promote public awareness to restore and protect our theocratic monarchy, the acknowledgement of the true ethnic lineage by restoring and repairing the blindness of our people, the restoration of the royal family from all over the world living in captivity, the gathering and returning back to our land, the protection from World War III, the restoration of the physical and mental health of our people, the selection of a few chosen to promote nation building to prepare our people for the return. Who is this nation and who imposed such a harsh sentence? They are known as the African-American people, and it was imposed by Yahweh Elohim, Elohinu. And that, that's basically, you know, the, 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 the poem that I wrote, and he did publish it, and pretty much that is the response to what, what you just said earlier, you know, that we have to understand that we're not here by chance. It's not something that just happened. You know, we didn't fall in this condition just because we are an unruly people and we just don't know how to act. We were put in this position because of our disobedience, and I relinquished the mic. And I, I, I think that was beautiful, and I want you to do me a favor Please post that on my Facebook if you could where to find that. But, folks, what she did, it was very clever. She went through the prophecies uh, of all of the things. And we're gonna, I, want, I want everybody to get prepared to do that now if we are able to start going through the scriptures, sharing with everyone uh, how we are the people of that book. Now, let me just say this because I know a lot of y'all, I know how we think, folks. I know how my people think. And I'm not talking about my people as in my family. I'm talking about I know how African-Americans think. 
I know what we fear. I, 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 I make it my business to keep my ear to the ground. And I know when you say things like leaving America, it scares people. So let's just get this straight right now, okay? If there are people that believe we Israel, they have no intention on going anywhere. There are people that believe we Israel, like me, who I hope to one day move to the land of Israel because I do believe we are Israelites. But I'm not going to try to impose on anybody else. It's just me. I've been there. And that land, this is one of the things they say on the tour when we went to Israel. Remember, folks, I went there in 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. In 2008, I went twice. Why do you go to Israel? Because there is something about that land that pulls on my spirit. Let me share with y'all of a story that happened to me in Israel. And then, Brother Yahshua, I want you to share what happened to you. I know you get tired of me telling you to tell this story, but you got to tell them what happened when you try on that wristband after this story. Folks, the people in Israel know what we're talking about. You may have trouble with it. It may be kind of bumping up against your belief system. Maybe you have trouble with the sister because she's advancing. She knows who she is. She ready to get up out of here. She ain't trying to stay here. Y'all may have trouble with that because some of you are doing very well for yourself in this country. You're established, and you ain't trying to leave. That's okay. You just follow the creator and listen to what we're sharing tonight. It may be that you have a change of heart. It may be not. Right now, the goal tonight is just to share scriptures with you to let you see that it's impossible for anybody, that book to be talking about anybody but you. We're not going to twist no scriptures. We're going to lay it before you as clear as we can. But let me share with you, sometimes you can get truth more than one way. You can prove it through scripture. You can prove it through history. You can prove it through genetics. You can prove it through sometimes common sense. You can prove it through sometimes geographical, like watching where the sun is and knowing there's no way no lily white people going to spring up out of a nation that's right next door to Africa. So let me share with you how you can show, see this truth another way. When I go to Israel, I go to enjoy the land. I go to learn more about the land. I go to, I just like stepping where our forefathers stood. I even been to Egypt because I wanted to see the path they took when they walked, you know, back and forth. So I've been all around that area. Now, folks, one, one of the things I do try to do is talk with the Israelis. The people I go see in Demona, I'll make this real quick, they don't believe in doing anything harmful. They believe in loving everybody. They're some of the most loving people. Even when the Israelis disrespect them, they still believe one of these days we're going to run this land, and they're going to remember we showed them love while they acted the fool with us. So for that reason, they don't like a lot of confrontation. When I go there, I'm the same way, but I do try to engage them in conversation because I want them. I want to know why do you feel like you're the people of this land? I don't make it a habit. I don't go all out of the way, but I do carry a tape recorder with, with me sometime when we go out and about. This particular time, I was going to the mall there, and there was a gentleman out doing what you call, what we call today, evangelizing. He had a podium set up, and he was just sharing with everybody that walked by about his faith as a Jew. And there I was. He saw me standing by his podium where he had his literature, and he ignored me. 
Don't ask me why, but they do that to African Americans all over that land. Read between the lines, people. Turn on your spirit. Get your antennas up and listen what read between the lines here. So I said, this guy's ignoring me because I really wanted to talk to him. And when I talked to him, I wasn't going to get into no, like, confrontation. Again, we don't believe in that. We believe in peace and love. But sometimes I like to hear what they're saying. And uh, I may record them. It just depends, you know. But I don't walk around with a tape recorder everywhere, but occasionally I will. So this particular time, I didn't have the tape recorder, and I was just wanting to just talk with him, like, why? how do you know you're Israel, or what does it mean to be Israel? Have you heard of this movement in the United States where there's a lot of African Americans claiming that they're Israel? What do you think of that? Do you? I don't let them know what I think. I just say, well, what do you think of that, to hear what they say? Because I am baffled, family and friends and guests tonight. I am baffled and blown away by what kind of responses from Jews in the land of Israel. You've got to hear it for your own ears. You'll never see them debate one of us. You'll never see them talk to one of us. You know why? They don't have nothing for us. That's what y'all don't know. But anyway, let me share what happened, some of you. So I'm standing beside the literature desk, and finally he has to come back to his desk because that's where all his belonging is. And this is what he says to me. So he was a little irritated that I didn't leave. And I'm smiling, being cordial, because, again, we're there for peace. And we're not, you know. And let's also say this real quick, real quick, that it's a part of their doctrine and teaching as a Jew that you're supposed to explain to someone that asks. That's another reason I'm doing this, because in the land of Israel, they are supposed to welcome you asking questions about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's a part of their mission. But why is he ignoring me? Watch this. He says, so are you football player, baseball player? Can you believe he said that to me? So are you football player, baseball player? I say, no. I'm offended, y'all, at that, at that statement. But I still, I'm not there to cause any I just want, I'm there for an education. I want to know history. I want to know what they're saying. I want to engage them in a peaceful manner, and it's okay to do that. They, the religion welcomes that. So this is what I say to him. I say, no, I'm one of the descendants of the original Jews, and I just come home just to see how this land is doing. Folks, over my mother's grave, this is what this man did, uh, authentic, orthodox Jew, supposedly. Tilted his head to the ground, he never looked at me in my eye. And I stood there for like 30 seconds. That's a long time, folks. I didn't move. I didn't say another word. I just looked at him. I didn't frown. I just looked at him. And he looked down at the ground. He never looked in my eye. And I stood there. You know, 30 seconds is a long time. I stood there and just looked at him, and I walked away. I walked about another, oh, about 30 feet, and I kept looking back at him. He never looked up. Now, you can say, well, he was just ready for you to leave. Others have said he didn't know you knew that. And that's what I I choose to believe, that it's a theft, it's a it's a theft of birthright, folks. You're looking at people in the land living out your destiny. 
living out your identity. Scripture and verse, here we go. Revelations 2 and 9. Behold, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3 and 9. Behold, I will come and have them worship at thy feet, those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. All throughout the scriptures, the Bible talks about bringing up people from the north down to Israel as a judgment and the real Jews being scattered throughout the four corners. I'm going to say one more thing, and then I want to go to Sister Yaina with the question. Well, actually, we'll go with Brother Yahshua next. But really quick, think about this. This will make you go, hmm. The Bible says that the Father will scatter Israel throughout the four corners, right? The earth is 90% non-white, right? So even if the Jews were white, lily white, blonde hair, blue eyes, and you scatter them in an earth that's 90% non-white, when they become a nation and God bring home the Jews, as they said in 1948, how are they going to look, folks? When you go into captivity, you don't keep your look, your rape. Your women is taken. It's the first thing taken when a people is taken to captivity is your women, sexually speaking. You do not come out of captivity for 400 years looking the same way, especially with recessive traits like blonde hair, blue eyes, mixing with all of these various people. Remember, China was originally dark. Japan was originally dark. America was originally dark. And Africa still is dark. These were very dark places that the Father scattered his people. How they wound up in Israel at the Wailing Wall, Lily White. If you don't get nothing else out of this Bible study, that should have just wrecked the whole theology. But I'm going to do one better. I'm going to say something that's even more shocking than that. Folks, listen to me. I love every single one of you. It ain't nothing you can do about it. I would never lie to you. Lying is not my weakness. I have weaknesses, but that's not one of them. Folks, listen to me. There is nobody listening under the sound of my voice that have access to pressing one on their phone that can press one on their phone and tell me anything that the Jews went through that's biblical. And I'm watching my phone line. Them becoming a nation, the way they became a nation, is not biblical. Are you aware of what happened in 1948? The ovens? that the Jews, the so-called Jews, was thrown into, it's horrible. I don't wish it upon my worst enemies. I have much sympathetic. I know there's rumors that it didn't even exist. I'm not going to even address that. Let's just say it did exist. It's horrible. Nobody should went through it. But, folks, it has absolutely nothing to do with that Bible on your table. Nowhere in the Bible have the people in Israel that call themselves Jews, they have not went through any prophecy any, any prophecy. Perhaps the only prophecy they can say is we are the fake Jews that the Bible say will come and that will occupy Israel as a curse. They fulfill that. But I mean them claiming they're Israel. Brother Yahshua, please share the story you went through with the brother that when you tried to buy the bracelet in Israel, please. Okay, well, we were in uh, in the land of Israel we were, um, I think we had just got off the bus, and we was getting ready to get on another bus. We had to get a transfer, and um, we were just waiting around. There was a bunch of shops around there, so we are just looking at different things. And I looked at one of the tables where they had, um, you know, some different artifacts. 
So I just looked at it, and the guy, he kind of just gave me a look, and he was saying, uh, well, pretty much you can't uh, get one of these because you're not a Jew. And I asked him, I said, well, how do you know I'm not a Jew? And so we went into a whole discussion, and he never really said what he thought or how he knew. And so we went into a... Now, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, brother Yashua. Tell him who this young man is. This ain't any old young man. This is a young man studying to be a priest. They've got to oh, be right, some right. of the smartest people walking around Israel. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, they're, they're all dressed that way where you can tell with the uh, their, their uniform where they have, like, the black pants, the black coat with the big black hat and the white shirt and uh, things like that. So, you know, and then he told me that uh, that he was there to go to school, like he said, to study um, Judaism. He was there to school. I forget what country he said he was from. He said he's there because he's a Jew and he's there to study. And so we went into uh, a discussion, and, and I pretty much um, – make a long story short, I told him um, pretty much about the prophecies in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and I was trying to get him to um, to acknowledge, I asked him, uh, did your people go through any of these things? And we went through the scriptures, and we read different prophecies, and I quoted different prophecies to him, and I told him that the children of Israel is a black nation, and always was a so-called black nation, a dark-skinned nation. And I told him that a lot of the uh, children of Israel is in America, the uh, African-Americans who went to uh, America on slave ships during the transatlantic slave trade. I mentioned them that. I mentioned about the uh, some of the other uh, scattering of Jamaica and Haiti and things like that, how these black people went across the sea on slave ships. And I told him how it was biblical prophecy and that we are the true children of Israel. And then he looked right at my face and he said, I cannot deny anything that you just said. And I also told him that his people that's in the land, these um, these fake Jews, are not the real Jews. And that was his only response to me is that I cannot deny anything that you just said. And from there, you know, we, we our bus was coming, so we had to leave. We had a little further conversation, which, you know, was, was pretty uh, a totally different conversation uh, at that point. You know, his... His demeanor changed, you know. So it's like you were saying, a lot of them know who we are and a lot of them know who they are, but they'll never tell you that. But once you know and you acknowledge who you are, you can see it in them that some of them will tell you, some of them won't. But, yeah, they'll tell you because a lot of them do know. But they'll never come out and tell you you have to know who you are and then they won't deny it. They won't deny it. It's just like you said, they don't, you know, Israelites debate, 24-7, I mean, his radio shows right now where Israelites debating every weekend, and you'll be hard-pressed to find one of those fake Jews to try to debate any Israelite. Like you said earlier, they have nothing for us. They they cannot fit right. any of the biblical prophecies. And, 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 and I'm it. talking about, go ahead. Yeah, and, and they know and it, we're, so they we're, definitely we're, stay away from it. And, Brother Yeshua, we're talking about not the knucklehead folks because, folks, let me just say this. Anytime the Father does anything in the earth, there's two types of people that's going to run with it, those that are called and those that are going to pimp it. So you got a lot of people that they put Judah on their neck. They put Issachar, which is one of the lost tribes as well. They'll wear some with Issachar on it, and they just love dressing up like the Israelites of the ancient time. And, and yes, they are Israel. They are. But in their heart, folks, at the end of the day, remember what I said at the beginning of the show. 
Israel didn't have no problem knowing who they were, and they yet was knuckleheads. So it's not enough to leave this show tonight and say, wow, I did not know that. We're Israel. I would much rather you leave this show tonight and say, I want to love the Father more. I want to study the Bible more. And you just take it from there. Really, because the Father is after those that worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, <laughs> he just never really was crazy about Israel, per se. He was crazy about Abraham. The, the, the blessings upon Israel, as well as the cursings upon Israel, had to do with what he promised Abraham and, and and the laws he gave to those descendants from Abraham, if they would obey, it'd be they have good, and if they disobey. But you have to understand, all throughout the scripture, the father seemed like sometime he just could not stand Israel. So let's not get too caught up. I don't want y'all to understand. I want you to understand that, yes, we need to know we Israel. I tell people we need to know we Israel because it makes the father look more like a father because right now he looks like he's terrorizing us. It makes the scripture look more, it's more understandable. It doesn't contradict. It makes sense when you look at who we are as Israel. We also need the revelation because we understand each other more. Otherwise, there's a self-hate that's birthed out of all of this dysfunction among us. At some point, our wives get tired of saying, the white man this, the white man that. With this revelation, we understand it wasn't the white man, per se, that put us in slavery. It was like Sister Yaina said earlier, our, our, our rebellion. Now, the they Europeans was used by the Most High to orchestrate to be a belt or punishment, if you will, to the nation. And not just to our nation, but to the planet. One scripture saying Joel 2, how that this nation, again, Joel, the book of Joel, chapter 2. Read about a nation that, and Brother Yahshua, please share uh, in a second here oh, something you didn't share about that brother, that conversation about um, the, the Khazars. I really want you to hit that hard, please, because they need to know, well, who are these people, Seth? If they're not Israel, who are they over in Israel? Who are those people? Brother Yashua, you 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 the one that can nail that down. I mean, I can talk about it, but you that I'm sure you'll do a better job with that. But folks, please listen tonight prayerfully. Continue to listen to us. We just getting started. Again, guests, I want uh, those of you, uh, uh, I want the guests and those of you listening that have input on this. I'm watching the phone lines at this time. If you want to ask a question. We have a phone line full of people, folks, and we got a chat room full of people. Now, um, in the chat room, somebody asked a question about where did the, Sister Yaini get the uh, article, but they soon found it. I'm going to ask that person, uh, brother, uh, you know who you are, sister, whoever you are. I don't know if that's a female or male name. Forgive me. But please post that link in the chat room where we'll all have link to the sister's uh, work. But, Brother Yasha, why don't we go ahead now and go to you, and you let, just let us know who was who are the people in Israel today? As as people, I mean, they got to come from somewhere. Who are they? Right. Well, uh, throughout the scriptures, as we know, after the flood, everyone on earth today descends from one of Noah's three sons, Ham, Sham, or Japheth. Okay? And the people that are in Israel, they are descendants of Japheth. They are not descendants from Sham. You must be a descendant of Sham to be the Almighty's chosen people. 
Now, they're descendant of Japheth. Why? Not because I said it, but because of their own words and their own writings. Most of our people do not bother to look up Jewish encyclopedias. But if you look at a Jewish encyclopedia, it tells you that that's where they're from. Also, when you know about the Khazars, I'm going to briefly explain who the Khazars are, and then I'm going to tell you how everyone can find this very easily for themselves. The Khazars were a people who lived in Turkey um, around the uh, around 700 uh, A.D. Okay, now these people during the time of the Crusades, when we say Crusades at that time, the Christian Crusades were done by the Catholics. There was no Baptist religion at that time. There was no Jehovah Witness, no Methodist, none of these other Christian denominations existed at that time. The main Christian denomination was Catholicism. Well, what Catholicism was doing was trying to take over the whole world. They were going around and conquering other lands and forcing people to become Catholic. And the people that refused, they would kill them. Okay, this is historical facts. Now, the Khazars were not Catholics and they were not Muslims because at the same time the Catholics were doing what they were doing, the Muslims were also going through all these lands. That's why there's so many Muslims in the world. That's why there's so many Catholics in the world. The Muslims were going through all these lands doing the same thing, forcing people to convert to Islam. Now, there was a land at that time known as the land of Khazaria, where the Khazars come from. It's also known today as Turkey. Okay, now the land of Turkey or Khazaria occupied a very uh, pivotal point in the battle of the Muslims and the Christians because the Muslims had to go through the land of Turkey to get to the Christian lands. Likewise, the Christians had to go through the land of Turkey to get to the Byzantine Empire, which is the Muslim lands. Okay, so the Khazars, the Christians went to him and said, since you have a strong and powerful army, will you convert to Christianity and help us fight the Muslims? Likewise, the Muslims said the same thing. Will you convert to Islam and help us fight against the Christians? Because they had a very powerful army at that time. The Khazar king at that time was named King Bulan. Bulan decided not to join either force and not to convert to either religion. Instead, at that time, he decided to convert to what they call Judaism. And this was the birth of the modern-day Jews today, the modern-day fake Jews today. They are not descendants from Sham. They are descendants from the Khazars, and the Khazars are descendants of Japheth. Now, this is what I want everybody to do. Most people have a smartphone. Okay, and you can ask your smartphone questions. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put my smartphone up to the phone. I'm going to ask my smartphone a question, and we're going to listen to exactly what it says and break it down. Okay, so the question I'm going to ask my phone is, and you can ask your phone when we get off the phone at your leisure or whenever. The question I'm going to ask my phone is, who are the Khazars? You're going to be astounded by the response. That that is given, okay. And so and, and brother Yeshua, hold on, hold on. Why you okay. why you loading up that, folks? He's spelling Khazar, K H A Z A R. 
Remember that, K-H-A-Z-A-R. It's all kind of information on the Internet over this. Well, go ahead, buddy, Yeshua. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to ask my phone. Who are the Khazars? Yourself.org. The Jews of America, Europe, and Israel are descendants not of Father Abraham, but of King Buland and the people of ancient Khazaria. Did everybody hear what that just said? Can, were you able to hear that? Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Yes, do it again. Okay. Who are the Khazars? According to educate-yourself.org, the Jews of America, Europe, and Israel are descendants not of Father Abraham, but of King Buland and the people of ancient Khazaria. So I'm going to repeat that because not only does it say it, it's written out exactly what the phone said. I said, who are the Khazars? What's the question? And the phone replied, the Jews of America, Europe, and Israel are descendants not of Father Abraham, but of King Bulan and the people of ancient Khazaria. This is exactly what I told you guys. The, 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 the phone, the smartphones just told you that the Khazars are who? The Jews of Europe, America, and Israel. And they are not descendants of Father Abraham, but of King Bulan. These are facts. This is not nothing that we made up. Most of our people won't go to the the uh, the, the, the Jewish library and look up a Jewish encyclopedia and find the same information. But now it's uploaded into your smartphone. All you have to do is ask the right questions. But our people must be educated enough to know what questions to ask. And when you ask the right questions, you'll get the right answers. That's why they said they give you the truth in books because they don't they don't expect us to read and study these things. So wow, that's exactly who they are. Wow. They are descendants of the Khazars, not of Father Abraham. So if they are not descendants of Father Abraham, where are the descendants of Father Abraham today? We are wow. by Father Abraham. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I say wow, too. That was pretty good. Like I said, I knew the brother would have something on that. Y'all, I promise y'all, I promise family, friends, please listen. You've only heard a tip of the iceberg. There is so much facts. Brother Yashua and I one time did a show where we called it Alternatives proof of black biblical Jews. What we did is we didn't use the Bible. We didn't use the Bible. We used other ways to prove beyond a shadow of doubt that it's impossible for lily white people to come out of the scriptures as Israel. Some of this stuff is common sense. Some of it. Some of it, you might need a little bit of science to help you. Some of y'all don't believe in the Bible. That's why we did that show. But, folks, I want to say this. I want uh, I want us to get into the scriptures a little bit more. We've mentioned some scriptures, but I want to be devil's advocate, if I will, Sister Yaina. I want to come at you with a question because I'm going to talk as though I'm probably some of the listeners, some of the friends out there I have that, that are listening to the show tonight that may not quite See what y'all are saying. Uh, first question I want to ask, either one of y'all can go. Let's just make it fair. Again, I can hear this question asked. I hear what y'all are saying. It's very interesting. And I've always wondered about that because 
Why were we here for so long? Where was God at? We weren't living. We was no worse off than any other people. Why did he allow this so long? This is what they're going to say to you, Sister Yaina. What if it's true what y'all are saying? How does that have to do, what does it have to do with my salvation? That's the question. Um, well, I'm glad you asked that question. If I can, um, if I can answer, um, there was a scripture in Acts chapter three that that I ran across that kind of blew me back a little bit because it kind of explains everything. Uh, Acts chapter three, verse nineteen, it says, "Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of the refreshing shall come." From the presence of the Lord, and He shall send Jesus Christ, which was which was preached unto you. Now, verse twenty-one is the one that I really want to focus on. He said, "Whom the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began." So what that has to do with, with salvation is that the restoration of Israel has to take place. These are the things that Christianity teaches our people that it has already happened. And, and when you look at um, 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 Mazzuli and when you look at uh, the Word Network and when you look at um, some of the other um, Teachers from the other nations. Uh, what is his name? It's not Jim Jones. What is his name? Um, the one who, Tammy Faye's husband got his own show. Now, when you look at some of these major players that are teaching the people, the Gentiles that are teaching Israel, that all of the prophecies have already been fulfilled. There is nothing else left that we have to look forward to other than Jesus returning back on the cloud. That is a lie because. What we have to realize is that what Brother Yahshua said in 1948, that was a political move that was taking place under the Balfour Declaration to give them that land and to be able to establish the nation state of Israel. But as far as the true children of Israel being returned back and being being restored back to their, their natural identity, that has to happen. And those those prophecies have not been fulfilled yet. Therefore, it, it, Christ is not going to come back until those things are fulfilled. We have to fulfill those scriptures. And that is where the mistake comes in or that is where the deception comes in is, is telling our people that it's already been done and there's nothing else to look forward to. So salvation is in knowing that we have a Savior. Yes, we do. We believe in the Messiah. We believe in all of those things. But he is coming, and he is definitely coming back to the earth. But Israel has to be returned back to his natural state. Now relinquish the mic. Okay, Brother Yeshua, same question. Brother Yashua? Okay. okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Same question. What does this have to do with my salvation? I hear y'all. It sounds good. You know, uh, wow, I really like what y'all are saying. More people need to hear it. God is using y'all. The Motai is using y'all. But I don't really see how it has to do with me and tomorrow i got to go to work, bills. What does it have to do with my salvation, me as a person, my husband, my wife, my kids? 
What is this? Why I need to know this? Okay. It's a very great question. Um, I want to answer it with, uh, with the words of Paul. Because Paul pretty much addressed this question that you're asking. Um, I believe it's in the book of Romans. Um, if I'm not, maybe one of you could help me out. You may know off the top of your head when he says, um, uh, what advantage has the Jew? And then he talks about much in every way. You familiar with what I'm talking about? I believe it may yep, be. Yeah, uh, that's Romans. It's like Romans, uh, I'm going to say Romans 9. Romans no, 9, no, no, yeah, it's before 9. Well, yeah, I can look it. I can Google it, but I think it's these will be like okay. Romans four. But we, I'll look it up. Okay, can you look it up for me? I think it's either Romans nine or eleven, if I'm remembering correctly. Either the ninth chapter or the eleventh chapter. Yeah, it's Romans three. Romans three. I would say Romans four. I was kind of close. I say what then? Okay. Uh, what advantage then have to do? Romans three and one, folks. Remember, write these scriptures down because we're gonna go through them pretty quickly. Okay, right, right. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. Romans chapter 3. It says, What advantage then has the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? He says, Much in every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of the Most High without effect? So he go on to say, not only here, he goes on and repeat this in another uh, chapter as well where he talks about um, the advantage that the Jew has is because to them were given the covenants, the glory, the adoption, and the promises. And I believe that's Romans chapter 11, which I want to uh, add to this when it talks yes. about. Um, yes. or, or maybe it's the ninth chapter. It's either the ninth or 11. Let me see. Um, yes. I, I need to and read that as well. Okay, okay, Romans chapter 9. I want to read this as well. Romans chapter 9 and verse 1. Look what it says. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. So Paul is saying what's happening to his people. And he said, I wish myself was cursed. For my people, he, he's willing to sacrifice for his people. Which people? He said his people according to the flesh. He's not talking about the spiritual people right now. His people according to the flesh. Then in verse 4, he's identifying who those people are. Who are Israelites? To who pertaineth the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of the Most High, and the promises? To whose are the fathers? To whom concerning the flesh Christ came. So this is what advantage that it has. The same advantage as Paul is telling us. If we are the true Jews, we are the Israelites, to us pertains to all these things. The glory, the adoption, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of the Most High. That's why when you read, a lot of people, I believe, that do not know or acknowledge that they are Israelites, they do not understand, I don't believe they know that these people in the scripture were all Israelites. They were all of one race. Moses was an Israelite. Jeremiah was an Israelite. The 12 disciples were all Israelites. The Messiah was an Israelite. The, th these people were all of the same race. 
just identifying the same thing that Paul said. To them was given the service of the Most High, the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law. All these things were given to one nation of people. And the Almighty said, this people shall be a holy people unto him. That means a lot. It means a whole lot because the Almighty chose us. You know, so what does it mean and, and, and what does it have to do with salvation? Exactly that, what Paul said. And let me say this, folks. I just got a phone call from someone calling me from 909. Let me just show you if I go. Drastically to me. This just happened to me while the brother was called me, I clicked over. I get this all the time. It don't scare me. I'm not going to back down. I'm not. But I got a phone call from 909. They said, excuse me, I was trying to call the show. They, I said, well, how would you get my phone number? I'm thinking it's a family member, you know. It's a, it's a white gentleman. He said, well, I was trying to call the show. But, folks, my number is not on the show. My number's not on the show. How do you get my phone number? This is what I go through all the time, and it's like an intimidating, intimidating. They don't understand who they're dealing with. What this will make me do is want to do two shows a week, feed up. So whoever you are, listen to me. You had to have gotten a number from Blog Talk Radio. I looked at one of the previous shows. That's probably how I got the phone number because I do a family show, and my number is there. And then I think about it, it's probably where you got the number from. But you need to call the show line if you want to comment. And if you're not somebody cuckoo, please call the show line and let us know. Oh, that was me, brother. I'm not cuckoo. I really did accidentally get your phone number. So I just want to say that to family because when you go after the truth, these things happen. Many times when I first started doing these shows, Brother Yahshua and Sister Yaina, my phone used to hang up all the time. I called Blog Talk. They give me refunds. I finally got tired of refunds and just say, you know, and then I started getting savvy. I had my wife to call the show as a guest, put it on mute. My phone dropped. I grabbed her phone. Instead of one computer, I have two computers. I have all kinds of ways. I don't just have Norton. I have other. I can't tell everything. But I'm saying I have to do that. That was when I was talking about this topic. Now I have a family blog. We don't get into these deep stuff. But I'm just saying, folks, when you start talking, they never come on the show. They never come on the show. If they do, you got to hear it. You got to see the, 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 the. you'll understand why they don't call. We're going to show them love. Ain't going to be no yelling. Ain't going to be no disrespect. We're going to call them brother. We're going to go to the scriptures, and they can't handle this. What we're talking about tonight, folks, is a theft of your identity. People walking with credit cards in your name, charging up stuff, living in your land, running, wearing your your religion or your relationship with the Father or, or what am I trying to say, your heritage is what I meant to say. You're looking at it with your eyes, a theft of birthright. It's nothing to play with. We're being nice tonight. But in the biblical times, if I was King Saul, they would do something else about this. But we're going to always take the peaceful route and always use God's word, the most highest word. So I just wanted to share that with you. But that happened just that quick when I flipped over as the brother was talking. So I missed a little bit of what you said, Brother Yashil, but I want to say this. Let's now go to the scriptures. This is the backbreaker because right now people can just say this all philosophy. So I want you all, if possible, 
Let's try to answer in Scripture. I put on the promo slave ships. Where is it at, Brother Yeshua, that the Father would put Israel in slave ships? And ask yourself, this family and friends, when we mention a prophecy, oh, I, I'm thank you, Father. I'm so glad I thought to say this. If y'all don't write nothing down tonight, write this scripture down. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Because this is a scripture that did it for me. This is a scripture that did it for me. Maybe we need to ask that question to Brother Yashua. Again, we don't have nothing written down. We're just free flow tonight. Maybe I need to go to Sister Yain and ask her what scriptures did it for her in proving with Israel. But this is what did it for me. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Moses says that the blessings and the curses is going to be upon Israel forever. So whenever you read the Bible and you see all that ancient mumbo-jumbo, remember it's supposed to repeat forever. Question. Is 2015 the end of forever? Is 2015, is forever, is 2015 included in forever? Again, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, Moses says, and I'll quote the scripture, and they shall be upon thee, talking about the blessings of the curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. One more time. And they shall be upon thee, blessings of curses, for a sign, and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. What does the word S-I-G-N does? It identifies something. So these blessings of curses shall be upon Israel as a identifier and upon their children forever. So the reason why Brother Seth is on the phone line, Brother Yeshua is on the phone line, Brother Sister Yain is on the phone line, and thousands if not millions are all over the internet talking about this because they ran across that scripture, verse 46, that says these blessings, all of those ancient stories you saw, of, of, of them in captivity. One time Israel was singing this song. They said, how can we sing the songs of Zion living in a strange land? The Bible says those that cause us to be in captivity. Somebody look this scripture, please. Those of us that call, put us in captivity required of us a song. Those of us that put us in captivity required of us a song. Now, everybody can't say that when they was in captivity that the oppressors required them to sing. Oftentimes on those back roads in Mississippi and Alabama and throughout the whole really United States, wherever we were, our oppressors, those a father appointed over us, would pull us over the side of the road harassing us, and they would say, sing for us, boy. We have fulfilled that scripture. Again, they said, how should we sing the songs of Zion living in a strange land? But the oppressors, did anyone y'all get that scripture? I want to get that one. Those that rule over us require them. It should be uh, Psalms 83. Psalms 83. Yes, let's, it let's, 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 let's read it. Let's read that. We're going to read some of them, but not all of them. Just really quick, y'all, because I know people are wondering, and i got to keep my eye on this chat room. Anybody have 
questions or comments, please, please, please list those questions or comments in the chat room. I'm trying to watch the chat room as we go along. Any questions or comments from the, our listening audience, press 1 now. It looks like we do, and it looks like the 909, so this might be the gentleman that call. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see if this is uh... – okay, Erico 909-952. As you all know, we have a rule on this show. When someone raises their hand, we interrupt everything and go straight to the phone lines. So this looks like the gentleman that might have called me. Erico 909-952, go ahead with your question or comment, please. Oh, I just wanted to let you know that um, I'm, I'm. My name is Dr. Wade Michael Wade. I'm, I'm uh, Regina Douglas's uh, husband. Can you hear me? Oh, oh, my bad. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Uh, like yeah, I said, you I call just, my uh, house. You call my house and you alarm me, brother. I'm telling you, I, I have. My wife is a witness. We have went through it with phone calls, never death threats. But all kind of weird stuff in you. So by you, by your voice and your mannerism, I thought you were somebody else. So I apologize. I stand corrected. Go ahead with your question or comment. Oh well, you know it's, it's ironic that I, I came in on your 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 talk because I actually texted my wife uh, a link to uh, Deuteronomy twenty eight dot org, and I mentioned to her about the uh, I guess the uh, Nigerian Jews, the Igbo, and the uh, Limba tribe. How the uh, the Jews had migrated uh, westward in North North Africa, and that some of the Jews had actually moved to the western part of Africa. So I, okay, well, I understand ask... your concern. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I understand your concern because uh, you know I, I've just recently had my own awakening of what I thought was history, but I'm, I'm beginning to learn it was not history, but was uh, propaganda. And uh, so I think your concerns about people calling you are, are correct because, uh, you know, unfortunately our awakening and our our reconnection to who we are, uh, other people are going to try to interpret that as being uh, anti-Semitic when it's actually just us trying to connect with our, our heritage. Amen. And, uh, now, now, now are you, let me ask you this. Bear with me because I, I, I I've learned to ask questions instead of judge. First of all, you have you are right on point, but you have no clue, like most of the callers, how much this brother went through. I've lost several jobs over being. I got a rule. I love every. I try. I preach love probably more than anybody on any blog. Nobody say I love you or I love white folks more than I do. I get I get in trouble over there with some of the Hebrew Israelite brothers. They think you know this. You know Uncle Tom. Da da da. But I, my Bible tells me I'm supposed to love all all humanity. I can hate the sin. But I'm supposed to, you know, I'm, I hate to sin, but love the sinner. So I'm not saying all white people are sinners and nothing like that, but I'm just saying I try to show people love because the truth, in a way, to be very honest with you, and I'm glad you called real quickly, um, in a way I kind of feel sorry for those that rule over us now, that I see who they are, and I see why they hate us. I see it. I understand it because all your life you've been told you this, you that, you this, and you find out that the father chose brown duck to make his man out of, and really and truly, those were brown people. And you look in the mirror and you find out that everything about you is recessive, and you come from those people. They are you, you are them. This is another reason I don't believe in hate because I don't believe in the white people are made different than us. We are their fathers, and it ain't really we. I can't even say it like we. They are us, we are them. 
you know, I told my wife this, and she didn't like the way I put this. I said, I'm white, but I just have melanin. <laughs> so all yeah, of us share the correct. same genes. We're just covered like an M&M with chocolate. We have more, and that melanin is very important. If you didn't have it back in biblical times, it was associated with a plague, not a sickness, right. a plague, a plague called leprosy. That's a whole other teaching. But I'm saying, what, what would you do? What's your name again? Um, uh, Michael. You can just use Michael. Okay, so, Michael, what I'm saying is, supposing you've been told all your life you was better than them niggers, you was, you know, they beneath you, you know, you're supposed to always have more, and and, and the jokes that your aunts and uncles would tell, not to mention how much bloodshed your forefathers, your whole family, when you go to to, 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 uh, family events and reunions, y'all are swimming in blood, blood everywhere. You've tortured those people, and you find out that you and your lineage have done this, to Israel, there's an anger towards God for this. So I understand the hatred, and I feel sorry for them because they've been lied to. And I welcome and I, I offer a shoulder to the, for them to cry on because there's going to be a whole lot of crying before this is over with. There's going to be a oh, whole amen. lot of weeping. There's a great falling you, you, away to me. Go ahead. You look on YouTube and you will find that there are there are um, Ashkenazi uh, Jews who are saying that African Americans are children of Israel, and those people are living in in Israel. So I I fear for their their safety because they they put themselves in a in a very compromising position by doing that by saying that to the world that making that statement. But when what getting back to what you were saying about the uh, we're all the same, you know. It's funny because I was gonna give myself uh, African ancestry this Christmas and find out about my own my own um, background. And what I found out was that, you know, they're only going to give me one percent of of information. Because if you look at it, you say I have two grandfathers, you go back a little further, the next generation, you have four grandfathers, you go back, and and you know exponentially, what you're gonna find is that you have, you know, so many people. In, in your genetic makeup, that you have Asians and you know we're we're all we're all we're all you know brothers and sisters on this planet and, and unfortunately uh, some people have used uh, the color of skin to divide and conquer instead of realizing that you know we're we're all the same. Well, let me ask this before I let you go because I want to hear from my guests more. But let me just ask you this real quick. You mentioned uh, you related to who in the family? Uh, Regina Douglas, uh, Bubba is her father. Okay, and from what lineage? Norman Douglas. Uh, M. B. Dugan or Addie or oh boy, who's a great grandfather? <laughs> um, mm. it's okay, it's sure. okay. I don't want to put you on yeah. the spot. You are you're the husband. She'll know that. That's a little bit deep. But anyway, tell her thank you for calling. I apologize for getting that wrong, but I promise you, I just don't know how much I go through. Yo, Janice Watson is her cousin. I think Janice was oh, on okay, last y'all week, right? On the but in, in his buddy side, yes. Right. But at right. one while, one while, my wife was concerned about her husband teaching this because we was really beginning to get into the mix, especially in Cincinnati when I was on the radio. I mean, we. I mean, I. I <laughs> I was in over 70 marches and police would videotape us, and, and I, I just, 
My name is out there. For whatever reason, I'm on a terrorist watch list. I really am that. I know that by for fact, and I've not done anything. I don't own weapons or anything like that. All I talk about is, and I'll just talk about this. I talk about all parts of the Bible, righteousness. I talk about everything in the Bible. But it's something about if you on this Internet saying, and I did a show. I've done over 262 shows, family and friends, and I did a show, and I'm coming to you, Yain and Brother Yeshua. I did a show where we're talking about these watch, these uh, police watch stations there in every city, and I presented proof out there, and I brought on some guests. And it's very true. And I and I and someone in one of these watch stations, I forget the official name for it, but they slipped and put a document on the internet of the groups they're watching. And one of the groups they're watching is Israelites. Anybody that says that the people in Israel is not the real Jews. I don't mean to scare y'all family. Don't please don't let this scare you away. But I'm being I have to tell you the truth. Anybody that's on the internet that is saying the Jews are not the Jews is considered anti-Semitic. And it could affect you when you go to do things like if you ever want to, anything would have a background check. Now, I can pass a strong background check because I work for the airlines, but I have had some trouble, and I've, I've had to inquire, and it's because of Facebook issues and postings, and I refuse to change. Folks, this is our identity. I'm not going to sit back and watch somebody steal our identity because I'm worried about getting a job. I'm not wealthy, no way. You know, I'm not, even if I did make a, a, a really, really good salary, I just have some standards. we got to obey God and fear of the Father. He'll take care of us, and he'll make sure we are provided. I still go where I want to go. I still travel. I still have some of the nice things in this life. I've been to a lot of places and met a the Father is going to see that we're still blessed, so don't let that fear you. I don't think I just put some fear in some people when I said that. But, yes, the Hebrew Israelites are on the terrorist watch list, along with the white supremacists, the Muslims, who else did they say? Brother Yeshua, did you, was you a part of that show when I talked about that? Uh, which one? What were they talking about again? I was talk. I did a show where we talked about these uh, centers that's in every major. It's not the police department. It's a part of Homeland Security. Somebody know what I'm talking about. I did oh, okay. a show. No, I just can't no, think I, it. no, no, I wasn't on a that. Center. It's a center, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a headquarters. They have state of the art equipment. There's about a 12 man operation there. They're 24 hours a day, and they watch nothing but certain groups. And the right, Hebrew right. Israelites are part of them. And I don't know, no Israelites, nobody that believe we Israel that participate in violence or anything like that. Nobody. It's right. just the, the terrorist is what we're saying right now. This is right. what they feel like we're disrespecting Israel. But what's, what is wrong with just us sitting here on the line, Sister Yaina, saying we're the people of the Bible and going through the scriptures? Well, well, I, I think that you know you have to understand that you know the 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 they the, the people who consider themselves to be modern day Israelis, they they basically own everything. I mean, even the Black Talk Radio shows, and you're not the only one that's been uh, targeted because you know I've had some of the very same things happening to me, you know, in 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 trying to relay this message to everyone. You know, but at the same time, you know, one thing the most I said is in the last days, knowledge would increase. And if, if the truth has hit the land, and once truth hits the land, 
of course they're going to be a little uh, nervous and upset because the lie will no longer be be allowed. You know, and then you, you and then some of our brothers and sisters, we have to admit, some of our brothers that's on the street corner that's preaching on YouTube, they're a little, they're a little raw, you know, in their delivery, you know, in, in, in their approach, but that is what they've been called to do, and they still family, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we cannot not be who we are, you know, because those things that have happened to us happen to us because of our own disobedience. You know, we can't blame anyone because we're, here in, in these lands and scattered all over the place. It's our own disobedience that has caused us to be in, in, in not going and not keeping y'all's word, but they're afraid. You know, they're 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 changing though. I can I can tell you that. I've watched the change take place. I think that the more the truth is out there and the more that like the brother said, the other nations are beginning to wake up and say, Well wait a minute, these people do this this is making sense. This do what the scriptures that they, they give out does say that and it doesn't match up. It doesn't line up. They're beginning to change because I can give you a little bit of information uh, about some future events that are coming up, they have invited us to come and sit down to the table with them because now they're wanting to uh, include some of the Hebrew Israelites into Jerusalem to come. And as crazy as it sounds, you know, you can only perpetrate it for so long, and then the anti-Semitism doesn't exist anymore because it's based off of hatred because they are the original people. And when Brother Yahshua played that on his phone, I'm like, wow. I mean, you know, <laughs> that was you know, that was powerful. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. And and then, you know, the church, I don't worry about the church. I'm going to tell you why I don't worry about the church is because the Most High is going to wake up the church. It's coming. And they know it's coming. When he's going to wake up his people, they will not sit in darkness and he's going to wake them up. He has a designated day to wake them up, and that is what they're afraid of because it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So everybody's going to be all right. Because, you know, the more we wake up, the more the world knows that we are the people. And somebody told me that Hitler even made the comment that when the real Jews, when the real Israelites stand up, people are going to be shocked to find out who they are. And I'll relinquish yeah, the mic. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard, well, thank you for saying that about Hitler. And I, and I, I don't want to, I've heard that he taught his generals who the real Jews were. And, and uh, I, but you know what, that's hearsay. That I don't, I don't know. Let's, I'm, I'm. Even though it probably is true, I, I will put my money on that. The listeners are going, what, you know, you know, let's talk. Let me just go through the scriptures, some we all know very well. So back to the phone line, Brother Michael, Cousin Michael, were you done? Yes. Well, let me just yeah, say this. I, I, Again, I, I, I just wanted to. Oh, no, that's okay. I, I just wanted to remind everyone that uh, Hosea, uh, at, uh, chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and um, you know knowledge is power, and, and it's, it's uh, self-empowering. And I urge everyone to seek the truth for themselves because that's the only way that you can uh, restore power to your family is through knowledge. Amen. Well, listen, I love your spirit, and again, I apologize for me jumping like that, but you just. And I do want to share one thing with you before you go. Let me tell y'all something that happened to me one night. I was talking about white supremacy, hard and heavy. I talk about white supremacy. I hate white supremacy. It's the enemy of mine. White people I love. Love. 
have no problem, don't have a problem saying it, don't bite my tongue. But white supremacy is a philosophy, not just believed by white people. It can be believed by anybody. And I attack it like it's the devil, because it is. I mean, from beauty standards to religion, attack it in every way possible. I feel like that's my calling. One of my calling is the minister of the Most High. Okay? Now, I was attacking it, hitting it hard and heavy, and one day, y'all not going to believe this, I don't know where these people come from, but the chat room, that I think the most I've had in the chat room might be 60 people. All of a sudden, the chat room had 250 people. All of a sudden, the phone line went to maximum, and they was chatting so fast you could not read it. I don't know if anybody ever done a show where you got so many people where the chat room is just going real crazy. Make the long story short, everybody on the phone line, you got to call the number. Y'all know the rules, 958. In two minutes, I'm going to lose every single one of y'all that's in that chat room that's on the phone line. Call the phone number, 914-205-5590. Please do it. Folks, the chat room went crazy, and it was white supremacist. This is the statement they was making. Down with Africa, uh, the white man rule forever. It was just comments like that, fly, fly, fly. So I I open up the phone lines. Let me show y'all what I deal with. Why I jumped so quickly when Michael called me during the show at my number. Why I flipped out like that. And again, he didn't know, so he's okay. Folks, I brought him on the phone lines, and I said, "Okay, who are y'all?" This is what they said. They tried to talk to me. Nobody talked to me. This is what y'all gotta understand, folks. Family, some of y'all are new to me. You don't know me. I mean, you know you're learning your brother, your cousin, but you don't know me. We're very new. This is a very new thing, our family coming together. What y'all don't know is I don't believe in hating or in any doing anything remotely near hate. When these people come online, I treat them like royalty, and I say things like, what What do you have against me? What You need to hear what these educated Highly, you can you can tell they're very educated because they're able to do all kind of crazy stuff to my computer, and I know they're good because I'm good, and I know some stuff. Yeah, some of y'all don't know about, you know, how to not get hacked, and and they break through my barriers and my. They're good, okay. They even say things to me, you know. It's all kind of stuff they do to my computer, but not now because I know better. Well, I try to talk to them. They never talk to us, and that's a sign they don't have nothing for you. I know y'all listen to us, some of you, and y'all say, oh, y'all just sound like maybe some angry black people. You're trying to you maybe hate the Jews. We don't hate no Jews. We're trying to do the Father's work on this blog tonight. We're trying to wake up our people and let them see the reason you're in this state, in the United States, you're in slavery, you're a product of slavery, we're having a hard time coming together. It's, just, it's all prophecy. Now, uh, Michael, you can just hang on the line there for a second. Folks, those of you that are born, that are in the, the, the charismatic movement, and you have been taught, or you're just in the Pentecostal movement, or you're in the Word of Faith movement, and you've been taught by your pastors that you're not cursed. And so when you hear us say something like the nation is operating under a curse, I know all kind of flags go up in your spirit. Let me just say something to you. If you believe in the Father and you've said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and you are following his precepts, his concepts, you're listening tonight to even try to follow even more, there is no evil, no evil. Now, keep in mind, those that live righteous shall 
suffer persecution. But I'm talking about additional evil gonna come now. Y'all do it now. Your dwelling, according to Psalms, what is it, ninety three? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. I'm a little rusty now, but. There is nothing, Satan can do nothing to you. The Bible says, if your ways please me, I will make even your enemies to be at peace. But that's for you and your house. Tonight's show is not about you and your house, per se. Tonight is to get you to understand why your nation is crippled, why your nation is suffering. Let me name a very famous person, uh, Brother Yeshua, Sister Yaini, and Brother Michael, a very famous person who came to the planet. He was very powerful. You can't get no more blessed than Yeshua or Jesus the Christ or the Messiah or Emmanuel, whatever you want to call him. You can't get no more blessed and more powerful than he was. And yet the shortest scripture in the Bible is Jesus wept. He wept when he got ready to raise Lazarus. The Bible says he looked out over the nation, out of, out, of, out of his countrymen. He saw that they was fearful, worried, and full of doubt and unbelief, and he cried. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus. There's no reason to cry for Lazarus. Why was he crying? The Messiah now. You're going to weep for your nation no matter how blessed you are. You might be bawling. You may be blessed. You may have perfect health, divine health, divine finances, but we're talking about your nation. Tonight is a Bible study to get you to understand why our nation is in a situation that's just like the name of the show says. Why is African Americans at the bottom of every single aspect of life? That's what this show is about, help you understand why we was put in slave ships, why the slave ships came, why slavery, why we can't come together as a nation. People say, well, we need to vote. We need to watch our money. Folks, are y'all, y'all paying attention to history? We did all these things. We voted. Now, I can hear somebody saying in the back of my voice, some family member saying, well, Seth, Brother Seth, Supposing y'all are right, Sister Yaina, what's the solution? We just curse all all the time. I think y'all are right. It does make sense. But what do we just curse as a nation forever? Here's some good news for you, brother Yeshua. I want you to I want you to help me with this one, brother Michael. Are you still? Are you done? I, I don't want to hold you on the line. You can go back. I can mute you, and you can come back later with raising your hand. Were you done? Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay. Well, thanks Thank again. You. Okay, and you can come back on uh, by pressing one. You can talk more than one on it, more than one time on this show again. That's Brother Michael. Uh, so I'm glad that that call turned out good. All right. So, Thank you. but uh, 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 what was I? Help me, y'all. So, Brother Yashua, you there? Uh huh. Yep, I'm here. So, can you answer that? Uh, can you ask it again? Well, what I'm saying is this. There's a lot of people listening, and they're saying, sound like y'all are saying we just curse, curse, curse. I want to share, I want you to share with the people, and we got to get into the scriptures more, y'all. I really want us to hit the scriptures more. We mentioned a lot of scriptures, but I want us to mention even more. So Sister Yaina, Brother Yeshua, let's hit the let's hit the scriptures a little harder here and talk about more of the prophecies, more things that's supposed to happen to our people as pertaining to prophecy. But there are some people listening saying, Well, what are y'all saying? Are y'all saying that we just curse as a nation and that we're always gonna be going through this? 
Remember, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, Moses said, these blessings and curses shall be upon Israel forever. It's not just cursing. It can be the blessing if the nation turned to the Most High. So some of you probably would say, well, it don't look like we're about to turn to the Most High. Our girls is on these poles and tripping and flipping. Our boys is acting a fool in the streets and all kinds of stuff is going on. It don't look like this nation is about to turn to the Father. So is there any hope for us? I want y'all to talk about that. Please. Now, I'm going to go first since I've kind of put you on the spot. Again, we just okay. freebasing here. we just going. we just, okay? Um, okay. I'll go first and I'll say this. The Bible says in Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven and heal their land. In other words, he will restore Israel again. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will he hear from heaven and he would heal their land. Folks, listen to me. That's one way the Father will heal us. But Brother Yahshua and Sister Yain, I want y'all to hit me with this because I'm trying to look at some other scriptures. I got my, I got y'all got to see what I'm doing here. I got. One screen open, another computer on. But where is it in the scripture where it talks about the Father would also deliver Israel, again, restore this nation that he scattered through the four corners, which African American is part of. He would heal their land. Also, when the heathen begin to boast and say, we have done this to them. They're in our grips. We control this nation. And no one has even peeped at us. There are scriptures that talk about when the heathen begin to rule over us and start boasting that he's controlling us. He's doing all these things that the father would get jealous because mm-hmm. he should be saying, your, 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 your God is doing this to you. But when he began to start taking credit for our oppression, the father said he would restore a remnant just out of fear, anger at the oppressors of Israel. I need y'all to give me the verse and chapter for that. That's Ezekiel chapter 35. Okay. Write that down, folks. Ezekiel chapter 35, and I think it's verse 10 through 15, where they they brag and say that they are, um, that I will do according to thy anger and according to thy envy, thou shalt know. That it says, thus with your mouth ye have boasted against me, and have multiplied your words against me, and thou did rejoice at the inheritance of the house of Israel, because it's also desolate. Um, um, about um, Idumea, and all them talking about that they are the ones who own the land. Is that the scripture that you wanted? Yes, yes, that's one of yeah. many. Many times the father say when the heathen begin to boast, and that's what they're doing in secret boardrooms, you're not going to hear it on the news, but the powers that be are boasting that they got us under their grips. And I believe that is why this truth has been released. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Brother Yashua, did you have anything on that before I move on to some of I got some more scriptures I want to share real quickly. Folks, get pencils and pens out because we're going to go kind of fast here. But uh, Brother Yashua, you have anything on that? Um, no, no, no. I'll go into uh, Luke 21 maybe a little later, but no. 
Okay. Well, listen, I want to share some more things. Again, folks, slave ships. It talks about it very clearly in Deuteronomy 28. But there's other chapters in the Bible. There's other chapter and verse in the Bible where the Bible talks about how the father would put his people in slave ships and they'd be sold as slaves. One scripture talks about girls being sold for wine. And this is what happened to our people through slavery. Folks, slavery is very scriptural, very documented. It's not some remote activity that happened to our people. Now, you have to ask yourself, no matter what we talk about tonight, put two people before you. Think of think of the people in Israel and think of us as a nation. And as we go through these prophecies, ask yourself, who does that fit? Does that fit the people in Israel today? Or does that fit uh 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 does that fit African America? First verse I want to give y'all is Deuteronomy twenty eight, verse sixteen. If y'all want to, sister, I want you to interrupt me, sister Yaina. When you get something, Brother Yeshua, let's just go verse by verse, just share everything, every curse. Just think of them, and let's just spit them out. Again, this is going to be up on a nation, and the key verse to all this is Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. He says, these things are going to be up on Israel forever. Again, verse 40, 28, verse 46 says, and they, speaking of the blessings and the curses, will be up on you forever. So if you want to know who the true Jews are, you look for these blessings or you look for these curses. So when we name a curse, when we name a curse with the chapter and the verse, ask yourself, who have went through this? Have the Jews went through this? Or have African Americans went through this? You will find not one scripture where we give have the people in Israel went through. My verse I submit to you is Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Anybody got that where they can read it? Actually, I'll go ahead because y'all probably getting your own verses. Let me just read it real quick. It says, verse 68, 28-68, And the Lord shall bring thee again into Egypt again with ships. Again, we're talking about the entire nation. The Father is going to bring them into Egypt again with ships. By the way, whereof I spake unto you. Thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and for bondwomen, and no man shall buy you, or one translation say redeem you, buy your, buy your uh, freedom back. One more time. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto you, Thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond women and bond bond men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. Now let's just analyze the scripture really quick. First of all, why in the world will you need ships to go from Egypt to Israel? They're landlocked. It is impossible to put people in a ship and move them over to Israel. They're landlocked. You can just walk over. So it couldn't have been talking about that Egypt. It is. I had somebody once tell me, well, no, it was talking about that Egypt. Well, let's just get a little silly here. What if it was talking about that Israel? When were the Jews put in ships and taken to that Egypt? Folks, that's, Egypt just means place of bondage. The scripture reads more like this. And the Lord shall bring thee again into a place of bondage again with ships. It goes on to say that you'll be sold as slaves, and nobody will buy your freedom back. Who lives out there? The Israelis? 
or African Americans. Anybody African else got any scripture? Yeah, and listen to this verse six. Go ahead. Um, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight thirty-two. It says, "Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people." And thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thy hand. Wow, one more time. Deuteronomy twenty-eight thirty-two: Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thy eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thy hand. Folks, the prison population is over one million. You can't say it's just happening. Why would a God who's most of these mothers of these boys is praying mothers, church going forward, we have not done nothing more than the so-called white men have done. Why does one million men get locked up with all this praying going on? Are you understanding we are Israel, these prophecies, have to happen to the nation. Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. What are y'all trying to say, that we're just cursed, that all this stuff just going to happen, we ain't supposed to do nothing, we can't do nothing? Let me explain it to you like this. The father told a man by the name of Abraham, and it all started with Father Abraham, that he was going to make his seed great. He took this nation, the book of Amos 3 and 2 says, of all the nations of the earth, of all the nations of the earth, that's another verse for you, Amos 3 and 2. Of all the nations of the earth, you have unknown. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. One more time. Amos 3 and 2 says, of all the nations of the earth, you have unknown. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. This punishment is not going to be like he's going to do to other nations. This is some additional punishment. This is something else. This is something extra. Folks, listen to me. This nation, he opened up the Red Sea for. He rained down manna. He walked with them. He resided in something called the tabernacle. They had the very presence of the Most High with them as they walked around. Are you kidding me? He said, all you have to do is pass down, pass down um, the lineage, the heritage, excuse me, the heritage, the precept, the customs to each generation. That's all they had to do is remind their children and their children and their children of the precepts and the concepts and the laws, and they will continue to rule among all nations. This is how you know a true Jew. They're either at the top ruling the world or at there at the bottom. The Bible does not ever prophesy them being in the middle. They're either going to be telling the world what to do, ruling the world, or they're going to be at the bottom of the world. We are at the bottom of this planet in every aspect of life. Folks, we're in the richest country in the world, one of the richest, one of the richest country in the world, and we find ourselves at the bottom of every single aspect. Now, again, if you and your house obey the Father, follow his precepts, concepts, and laws, you'll be blessed. But you still are mourn for your nation just like Christ did. Let's say if you're obedient in everything, okay, you'll enjoy the blessings of the Father. You'll be able to lay hands on the sick. You'll be able to see the, the healings in your life. Your finances will be blessed. You'll have businesses. You'll prosper. But you'll mourn for your nation. Some of the things, some of the, my greatest moments when I travel, some of the, I remember when I saw the Sphinx. And no matter how good it felt to look at the Sphinx, 
I wanted my friends there to see it. That's kind of a kind of what I'm trying to say here. No matter how great your feelings or how much you enjoy something, what is it if your nation is mourning? So that's all we're submitting you tonight, that your nation is Israel, family. You're an Israelite, every single one of you. You might say, well, I don't know. Whether you accept it or not, it's flowing through your bloodline. My four parents, because I got my family on the phone line tonight, y'all, my phone, my family is from Douglas's. We've taken that name, and we've done great things with it. We have lots of people that have done great things in our family. But for real, for real, that name is a slave name. It has nothing to do with the continent of Africa. So is Miller. So is Turner. So is Smith. So is all these other names. What is your name, folks? You you can't have that name looking the way you look. While I'm happy to be a Douglas and we'll continue to have our blog show and celebrate our cousins, our new cousins, we're going to have a blast if, if the Father allow us. We're going to continue to build that name. But we took something that was very dirty, slave name, often given to us, backhand slaps, rapings, beatings, but they gave us that name. We've taken that name we we have all types of professionals and everything. So what I'm saying, family, is this. And a little noise in the background there. So all I'm submitting to you, all I'm submitting to you, family, is really think about these scriptures we're putting before you and ask yourself, who is living those out? Again, verse 48 says, uh, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 46 says, these going to be upon you forever. So when you read in the Bible about the women of Israel, don't just say, oh, that's ancient stuff. That's what I used to say when I first got this revelation. I would read Deuteronomy 28, and it would be talking about your ass shall be taken, you know, your donkey. It said, your donkey shall be violently taken away. And I said to myself, well, we don't have donkeys. Listen, we're connected. We're connected, folks, to a nation. It's not just what you and your family is going through. You are connected to a nation. And the Bible talks about 400 years, 400 years here, 400 years there. You got to, in order to know who the real Jews are, you've got to look at a group of people for 400 years and see who live out those prophecies. Look at this group of people for 400 years. See if they live out their prophecy. It, it, it seemed to be the, the number. Brother Yeshua, correct me on this. Help me out. We can't look at our grandparents and our great great grand. We have to look at a group of like for 400 years, am I correct? Um, yes, yes. You have to look at it in total. Or, I mean, um, yeah, that's one way of looking at it, yes, definitely. I mean, we can also look at it as uh, all of the prophecies, meaning everything written in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, uh, a nation of people will go through all of this. And just like you've been doing, we can continue to read the prophecies and just break it down and say who does it fit, who does it fit. You know, and we could put it in a timeline, like you said, of 400 years. We could put it in a timeline of the past 2,000 years. And if you, because there's only really two groups of people upon the face of the earth that call themselves the chosen people. Mm -hmm. It's the fake Jews and it's us, the so-called African Americans who are the real Jews. We're the only two people. So we can eliminate all these, the Chinese, Japanese, none of these other people are claiming to be the chosen people. It's only us and it's them. Then we have Revelation, the second chapter, that lets us know it's some people calling themselves Jews and are not. So how do you determine who's the true Jews and who's not? Just like you're doing, reading the prophecies and who fits the prophecies. Um, can I go into one other prophecy real quick? Do it. 
Okay. There's one other prophecy I wanted to look at. It's uh, Luke chapter 21. And one reason why I like this a lot is because we can put it in a, a time period. And because a lot of our people who are not familiar with the scriptures, they may look at Deuteronomy 28 and say, even though we have scriptures for that as well, it lets you know it's in the last days. But they think when you read anything like that in the Old Testament, they think that, well, that already happened somewhere in history. I don't know where, but it already happened. That's what they think. But if we look at Luke chapter 21, I'll start reading at the 22nd verse. It says, For these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Then it says in verse 23, But woe unto them that give, that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. Now the Messiah is prophesying about the wrath to come upon his people. Then look what he said was going to happen to his people. Now, if the Messiah said this, he walked the earth 2,000 years ago. So we must find the people within the past 2,000 years that this has happened to. Verse 24, they shall fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. And while they're led away captive into all nations, Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So again... When we talked about the Khazars, the Khazars are from Japheth, which makes them Gentiles. That's why they're in the land of Israel. They're fulfilling prophecy, not the prophecy of the Jews returning home, but the prophecy of the Gentiles trotting down or walking upon the land of Jerusalem while the real Jews are led away captive into all nations. Now, we were led away captives, as we know, into America, to Cuba, to Haiti, to Jamaica, to all these different places. And some of the places our people don't know is places like India and Iraq and all these other places and different parts of Africa. Now, we can find nowhere in the history of the Khazars, also known as the uh, the fake Jews, what we call them, Okay, we cannot find a history of them being led away captive anywhere. Every land that they went to, from Germany to Russia to Poland, all of these lands, they migrated freely. You know how they got to Germany? Not on slave ships. They got on trains. They wasn't forced on trains. <laughs> they bought train tickets. They bought tickets wow. and went to wow. Germany. That's how they got to Germany. Wow, that's true. They migrated wow. freely to Russia. They migrated freely to all these different lands. Okay, but folks, the real that, Jews shall on, be... Brother, you've got oh, yes, to say sir. this, folks. That is major what he's saying because he is saying the Bible says that Israel was going to be taken into captivity through ships. What this brother is submitting to you is, is profound is they got to their place of captivity not by ships. That's straight-up history. Right. Go ahead, brother. Right. So, so basically, I mean, um, nothing about those people fits. The Most High's people. Nothing about those people fits biblical prophecy. I know you're a brother that can go very deep into leprosy, but I just need to bring a little bit of leprosy up. If we look in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, and we find that Moses, his his sister uh, Miriam, and their brother Aaron were all pretty much having having an argument, and the Most High stepped in, and you guys know what happened. He cursed Miriam for talking about Moses. And he cursed Miriam and he turned her white. Now, wait a minute. If she was already white, how can you be cursed and turn white? 
But for many, many generations of people and stuff, you know, you probably know you're in the South. There are many of our older elders that believe that we were cursed and turned black. They believe somewhere in the Bible it says that we were cursed and turned black. They don't know where it is, but they still believe that even today. That was the psychological warfare that they did on us. And you can find no scripture that the Most High ever cursed anyone and turned them black. But there are scriptures where the Most High cursed people and turned them white. So therefore, just proving to the people that you cannot already be white and be cursed and turned white. Evidently, you were not white. And you know what? Just just, just a little food for thought, because I know some of y'all thinking, oh, that brother don't know what he's talking about. Leprosy is sores and... I don't want to get into it, folks. I got into it last time. We hit that thing for about 45 minutes. You got to go back and listen to show one. I really nailed this down. But one thing I'll say real quick, and this is going to, turn, this is going to be a little brain twister till you see the first show. In the first show, I said, Leviticus 13 and 13, there's another scripture for you. Moses, this is the handbook on leprosy, whatever it is, whatever it is. Some of you have problems with what the brother just said, but remember this. Whatever it is, when you cover from head to toe, according to Deuteronomy 28, excuse me, Deuteronomy 13 and 13, it says when you're covered from head to toe, you're then clean. When it says the word clean, have nothing to do with soap and water, it just means accepted. Just like if you saw a dead person, if Israelites saw a dead person, they was unclean to the evening. They was unaccepted. They can do no priestly duties if you saw a dead person. If a woman was on her ministry period, on a menstrual cycle, whatever you call it, back in the biblical times, they say she was unclean. Had nothing to do with soap and water. She wasn't unclean like that. If you was left-handed, you, you was not able. You can do priestly duties. Uh, unclean just means unaccepted, folks. You just gotta research that and know that, okay? If leprosy is what a lot of you think right now, that's listening to me, ask yourself this question: Why is it when you cover from head to toe, you're clean, you accept it? We submit to you as white skin. You're saying it's sores plus limbs falling off. It has nothing to do with that. Furthermore, again, one more time, Leviticus 13 and 13 says, when you cover from head to toe with this, whatever it is, leprosy, you're clean. Now, it talks about raw flesh appearance. Real quick, when you read the and I recommend you read the whole chapter of leprosy uh, of Leviticus. Y'all, excuse me, I'm trying to go fast here. You'll see four words that's very strange, and you're going to say these brothers are cuckoo. You're going to see the word rising, scale, bright spot, excuse me, rising, scale, boil. Rising, scale, boil. One more time. You see these words rising, scale, boil. First thing you're going to think of is, see, they're crazy. It means a rising. It means a scab, your sores, and ooh. And boils, no. When it mentions those words, it's talking about whiteness that appear when those things come and go. And it even happened to you, listener, when you get a scab to this very day. That little whiteness that's around your scab, that little whiteness that come after your boil, that little whiteness that you might see with the rising, that's what they're looking at. Not the rising, not the scab, not the boil. They also look at white spots. They're looking for white spots or whiteness that come from those things I just named. The, the whole chapter is looking at whiteness. And it even talks about if you have a yellow hair, 
that that's still considered a curse. You're supposed to watch and see if this white spot turned dark. When the white spot turned dark in the book of Leviticus chapter 13, then guess what? You're considered clean. I'm going to say it again. They looked at these white spots that come from boils, white spots that come from rising, white spots that come from scab. And when these white spots turn dark, then you was considered clean. Go figure that out. One more thing that's going to make it clearer than everything we've said tonight on leprosy. Again, you got to go listen to the first show. I really went into it deep in the first show. Let's just say we still cuckoo, and you still saying I don't get it. Second Kings five. There was a man smitten with leprosy, and there was he got cleansed. Lepers didn't get healed. Lepers did not get healed. Lepers got cleansed. It was not a disease. You did not die from it. It was not contagious. They was only put away from the other people because they was unclean, unaccepted. The father did not play with those Leviticus laws. If you had any type of plague on your body, you could not mix with the rest of Israel. That's just the way it was. But it wasn't like it was contagious. That's modern-day theology. Watch this, folks. This is going to be a brain twister for you. Watch this. 2 Kings 5, naming is men with leprosy by a prophet. Back then they turned people white. Go figure. I don't notice what the Bible says. Watch this. Whatever leprosy is, Naaman has it, and he gets cleansed, which means all that meant was his whiteness was turned. He didn't have reddish whiteness. The reddish white, where you can see through the skin, is what's the unclean leprosy. If you was all white, you was considered clean. But if you had that reddish white where you can see through people's skin, kind of like the way your inside of your mouth looks, under your eyelids, wherever there's not flesh, and you can see through it, that's what they call raw flesh black in biblical days. That stuff was cursed. So another reason we know the Messiah and all the Israelites was very dark, not even olive, is because when you're olive, a lot of these people have this see-through flesh or white skin, and that stuff in the biblical days was recessive mutation, and that was considered a curse. Folks, I'm not lying to you. I mean, I'm sure somewhere in my family there's probably somebody with vitiligo. That was the same thing. That's that's what Leviticus 13 and 13 is talking about, when the white skin, when the black skin turned white. But watch this. Leviticus, I mean, uh, 2 Kings 5, and y'all excuse for talking a little fast, but you're never going to forget what I'm about to share with you if you don't forget anything Tonight, Second Kings five, Naaman has leprosy. He's cleansed. His reddish white flesh become white, so he's all white. So now he's clean. He ain't turning brown. He just the part of the whiteness of his body that was reddish white is now all white. So he's clean. That's all it meant to be clean. Gehazi lied to the prophet. Well, lied to to Naaman, and, and got wealth from him for his cleansing. He said that the prophet sent me to get wealth. So he got wealth from this man. He robbed this man. You know, he charged him for his for for for, for this touch of the master of the father by cleansing this man from this leprosy. When he got to the prophet, listen to this folks, this is this is gonna do I'm telling y'all. The prophet say name uh, Gehazi, what did you go do? The Naaman the, the whiteness that's on Naaman 
will be upon you. He said, the leprosy that's on Naaman will be upon you and your descendants forever. One more time. The prophet tell Gehazi, who got gifts for Naaman's healing or Naaman's cleansing, he said the whiteness, I mean the, the leprosy that is on Naaman will be upon you and your descendants forever. Folks, where are they at today? One more time. There was a man named Gehazi who went to Naaman who got cleansed of his leprosy. And he got gifts and rewards. And the prophet found out by the spirit what he did and said, Gehazi, why did you do this? The, the leprosy that's on Naaman will be upon you and your descendants forever. Folks, if you start having children way back then up until 2015, it's not going to be a few thousand. It's going to be millions. Where are they at? And the Bible says that Gehazi turned as white as snow. Read it. Flip to it right now, I dare you. Second Kings 5, last three verses, it says that Gehazi was smitten with leprosy and he turned as white as snow. There is nobody on the planet white as snow. That's not what it meant. It meant white skin. I submit to you, my guest submit to you, that leprosy of the Bible was nothing more than white skin. This is why we say Jesus, Yeshua, and the Israelites were dark skin. Not to mention the book of Lamentations where Israel says in uh, various points, Lamentation 3 and Lamentations 5, our visage, our face was blacker than the oven. They were starving to death, and they said our visage was blacker than the oven. Well, when white people starve to death, no matter how hungry they are, they, they visage or face is not blacker than the oven. One scripture in Lamentations say our, our, our face was blacker than the oven. Y'all follow me? Help me out. What scriptures are we talking about? Lamentations. I want, I want them to go to it. Here we go. Here we go. I think it may be 4 and 10, maybe. 4, it sounds right, 4 and 10. But it talks about our uh, face being blacker than the oven. I want to go to it. I want to read that. So I can feel somebody right. don't believe that. Our right. face was blacker than an oven. Our visage was blacker than a coal. No matter how hungry you get, your face or your your skin will never be blacker than a coal if you are white. When white people get hungry, they, they can't say their skin is blacker than the oven or blacker than the coal. Folks, these were dark-skinned people, not to mention all of the scriptures, Sister Yaina, that talk about locks, that talk about braids, that talk about woolly hair. I'm not talking about uh, uh, Revelations in the book of Revelation where it says Christ had white like wool. I don't like to use that scripture because it says white like wool. Everybody say, oh, it just means white. I like to use the one in Daniel where it says his hair was like wool. But let's get it, let's hit some scriptures a little bit harder really quick because I want to wrap this show up in a little bit. But I want us to, to, to give the people more scriptures, more scriptures, okay? Here it is. It's mm-hmm. Lamentations 5, Lamentations 5, Lamentations 5, 10, and 11. Talking about our visage was blacker than a coal. Visage means face, y'all. Okay? Uh, but there's many scripture that talks about, uh, like Isaiah 1, I believe it is. Y'all help me out here talking about nose jewelry, feet jewelry, forehead jewelry. Who wears who wear nose jewelry, feet jewelry, forehead jewelry? Okay? Uh, remember when Paul, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just rambling here, but uh, Sister Yaini can jump at any time. Uh, um, I'm trying to. That I would like. I would like to read if you if you allow me to. Go right ahead. 
uh, you were talking about the solution um, and what does the solution mean. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 30 is one of my favorite scriptures. It's 30 and 1. It says, and it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, and thou call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord thy God has driven thee, and thou shalt return unto the Lord thy God and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thy heart and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whether the Lord God has scattered thee. And if any of thine be driven out into the outermost parts of the heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. Now, I'm going to tell you all this right now. That is so fulfilled, it ain't funny. I'll go visit 4,000 Israelites in the land of Israel. Now, let me tell you something about them, though. It's one thing I disagree with people being in Israel. And I know my, my niece is there right now, Charity. I feel like the Father is going to use them to be eyes for the people when the real return comes. But when Israel, a remnant, again, some of y'all thinking, what are they talking about, leaving America? Oh, I'm not. Again, it's not going to be most most of us. It's going to be a remnant, a rem, small remnant at that, okay? So let's get that straight. Most people ain't going nowhere. They're not going to even think about going nowhere. But me, I have made it my business, Brother Yeshua. I took this brother. I took my sisters, I took my uh, 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 my stepfather, I've taken all kind of strangers, uh, I took one time a GM of a radio station, I took a prosecuting attorney, I've taken very many people to Israel. Why? Why? Because of what we're talking about tonight. We believe that we are the people of that land. When, when they go there, every single one of them, Brother Yahshua can testify, when they go there and they see, they go on that trip we call the Hidden Ones, and they see how black that land is. Were the cameras at in Jerusalem, Brother Yahshua, please let me know if I get this wrong. Where the cameras at in Israel, it's all white. But when you get outside and you go to Bethlehem and you start going around, you get the shock of your life. That is a very black land, very black land. So it's very political, folks. We've been lied to. A theft, a birthright. Go ahead, Brother Yahshua. I want you to just kind of comment on it. I want to start reading some more scriptures because I got... Y'all got to read Deuteronomy 28. It talks about young men not fathering their children. Did y'all know that Israel had a problem with single parents? Did y'all know that Israel, the nation of Israel, had a, most of their houses when they was in captivity were led by women? Mm-hmm. So, see, Ayanna, did you know that? Yeah. When they was in captivity, folks, not when they was in Jerusalem. When they was in captivity, their houses were led by women. Somebody cried out, how long will this be? And the father said, "Until your house will be without men. Did y'all know that? When we read yeah. Israel, the way the preachers preach in these churches, they talk about Saul, and, then, and due respect to them. I'm not dogging them out, but I'm just saying people don't talk about that Israel was vastly a nation full of single, house, single women houses. Remember, any time you're reading the Bible, from now on until they put you six feet under, remember this. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 is the scripture that did it for me. Moses said, these are going to be up on you forever. So all Israel do throughout the scriptures, if you want to get a Bible study in less than 30 seconds, here we go. 
all the scriptures is doing is they're just repeating over and over. Young men in captivity. We talked about last week, Isaiah 51 and 20, is it, where your young men have fainted? They lie at the head of all the streets. That's street corners. Your young men have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as wild bulls in nets. What's the head of a street, Sister Yaina? A gang? No, what's the head of a street? No, 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 the head of a street. Your young men have fainted. Okay, let me read it again. Your young men have fainted. They Mm -hmm. lie, L-I-E, they lie at the head of all the streets. Folks, I promise Mm -hmm. you, this is a Bible verse. Everybody flip to this. Brother Yeshua, Mm -hmm. you familiar with the scripture, right? Right, Uh uh-huh. I don't like telling folks what I think it means. I want y'all to get this for yourself. Isaiah 51 and 20. Turn to it, please. Let's do this if we don't do nothing else. Folks, did right. y'all know that Israel had a problem with their young men lying at the head of streets? Lying, L-I-E, lying at the head of streets. L-Y, I'm sorry. Lying. Your young men are fainting. Let's read it. Can somebody read this? get that for me? Because I'm looking at some other scripture while I'm doing that evening. Okay. I don't have my scripture available. Well, hold on, hold on. I got it right here. Never mind, because I can always internet it, too. Here we go, here we go. Watch this, folks. Isaiah 51 and 20. Listen and, and tell me who this sounds like. I don't want to even interpret it. I don't want to even give the interpretation. I want y'all to listen to this family. Listen to this. Thy sons. This is the prophet Isaiah talking about the state of Israel men. Young men. Young, young men. Listen. Thy sons have fainted. They lie, L-I-E. They lie at the head of all the streets. As wild, absolutely, amen. I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You said that. As a <laughs> wild bull in a net. As a mm-hmm. wild bull in a net. Now, let's get something straight. If they lie at the head of the street, you can't be wild and lying, lying down. You can't be wild and you definitely can't be a bull. That's a strong animal. One more time, let's read this. Thy sons have fainted. How can you be fainting in your mind? Fainting means you laying down like. Lifeless, no movement. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. It makes it sound like they're laying down, but watch this. As wild, wild mean movement, wild bulls in a net. And what's this net? What is this net that's catching them? But this next part of the scripture is a killer. They are full of the fury, anger, anger. But it, what throws me for many years is it said the anger of the Lord. Our young men is full of that anger that God has. They're full of anger. Why? We wasn't there for them. We abandoned them. This is the street corner, like Sister Yaina said. It reads it like this. Our young men have fainted in their minds. they hanging out on the corner, standing on the corner. Lying means they ain't going nowhere no time soon. That means they're hanging there. If you're lying, that means you're not moving. You're not moving from that area. But they're wild, and the net is the system. Folks, I don't know. How, every time I read the scripture, 
somebody respond like, I had one woman that just bust out crying. She says, oh, my God, I can't believe that's fair. One more time. Isaiah 51 and 20. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. All the streets. They're there. So it's a lot of them that they're going to be at all the streets. Folks, read between the lines here. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as wild bulls in a net. They are full of the anger. That would get mean. They are full of anger. But real quick, I'm going to do this real quick, and I'm going to let these. I'm gonna let my guests chime in, and we're going to wrap this up really quick. But y'all got to hear what I'm about to say. I, le- I, I like to see leave the best for last. Check this out. Deuteronomy 28. This is something we didn't read, okay? All these young black men leaving their houses. Watch this. Deuteronomy 28, verse... Oh, my God. Every time I look at this, it does something to me. Deuteronomy 28, verse 55. Listen to this, folks. So that he will not give, talking about the men of Israel, so that he would not give to any of them of his flesh, of his children. Let me back up. Verse 54. So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eyes shall be evil towards his brother and towards his wife of his bosom and towards the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. Moses is up on the mountain going through all these curses. He's saying what's going to happen to Israel. They obey the first 15 verses, the blessing. Why didn't we read them? Because no nation is going through those blessings, so we didn't waste time to read them. And he's talking about these curses. We're living out these curses read them as a nation. Folks, this man just got through saying in verse 44 that your young men is the good man. He says delicate. He's saying the good man among you is going to leave his children. I'll take care of them. One more time. 2854. So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eyes shall be even towards his brother, towards his wife of his bosom, and towards the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. It don't mean one or two men going to do this. We're talking about the vast majority of men is saying this is what's going to happen. Verse 55, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat. When it says that word eat, it don't mean eat your children. It means take what's theirs. That, that verse eat is all throughout the Bible meaning that. It just means take what's theirs. But watch why he's taking. Why is he taking their stuff? That's all eat means. One more time, verse 55, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat, because he hath nothing left him in the siege. What siege? Battle. Our men is under attack. Are they, y'all know about the jobs they give to our women? Everybody know about that. And they and there's this whole thing about black men over black women and how the black women is 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 is, is pimped by societies, corporate America. There's this battle, it's a siege. And it's talking about this man taken from his children. This is saying this is what's gonna go on with any any of these verses mean it's gonna happen with lots of men. Here's another scripture, verse thirty seven. Says, Thou shalt become a byword, thou shalt become a, an astonishment, a proverb. And a byword among all nations, whether the Lord shall scatter thee. One more time. This is what the nation is going to think of you, Israel. Again, family, friends, we're going to wrap this, wrapping this show up in a little bit. Please listen to this. Who does this scripture represent? 
the folks in Israel are African Americans. It says, and thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations. Brother Yahshua, what is a proverb, a byword? I want you to say it. And Sister Yarin, I want you to chime in with that. I want y'all, folks, listen to this. This is crazy. This is exactly what foreigners do when they come over. Well, go ahead, Brother Yeshua. Well, pretty much a proverb and a byword is another name that you're being called as a nation that disconnects you from your heritage, such as niggers, Negroes, coon-colored, black, even African-Americans. All of these are proverbs and byword's because we're truly Israelites, the nation of Israel. And once you are told you are an Israelite, now that can connect you to a land, which connects you to a culture, a whole race of people, a way of life. It connects you back to the Most High. When you know you're Israelite, it connects you to all these things. You know your culture now. You know what you're supposed to do. If you're called a proverb and a byword, if you're called a Negro, where there's no land called Negro, so we can't connect it to anything. We can't connect it to a culture in a way of life or anything. That's what a proverb and a byword is, such as if we take any other nation. <clears throat> For example, if I say if we call someone an Indian, well, we can connect them to where? The land of India. We can connect them to different foods that they eat and, and their whole way of life, different clothes that they wear, their, their, a language and all these things. Every nation of people has that upon the face of the earth except for the true Israelites, which are scattered to the four corners of the world. We're the only people that don't have that. Once we're called a name, we have nowhere to look to. When we call okay. people Germans, they can look straight to Germany. We call people Italians, they can look to Italy. We call people Japanese, they can look to Japan. We don't have that. Okay, folks, I'm going to talk a little fast. Now, Sister Yaina, I want you all to put on your thinking caps real quick because we're, we're going to go a little fast here. What I want you guys to do, if you all don't have scripture references, is give the people homework, okay? Maybe we'll do part three. We don't know yet, but I want to just do something real quick for the next, only about the next three minutes that I want to do this. I want us to just name scriptures. If you know where they're at, great. Those are the ones we prefer. But if not, just name some things that they can go look up, and I'm going to start. With a couple here Folks Folks We have not touched the surface We have not touched the surface Deuteronomy 20 has other scriptures It talks about uh, So many more things folks Here's a good one uh, Talks about you shall betroth a wife You'll have wives But another nation will come and lie with her Whenever you see one of these curses It's talking about thousands If not millions of women that happened in slavery. We had wives. Our, our forefathers had wives, but another nation came in line with her. No other people did that happen to. They have nobody else. If it did happen to somebody in Australia or whatever, that's just another tribe. But what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say it never happened to Israel, the so-called people in Israel. Folks, that's powerful. <laughs> you shall be trouble white, but another nation will come in line with it. This is, again, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 28. Uh Again, oh, there's so many scriptures. I'm trying to pick out the ones that I just think is the so-called juicy, juiciest, but all of them are good. One scripture just says it very clear in verse 65. It says, and among these nations where you shall be scattered, you shall find no ease. Do you find ease? Did your foreparents find ease? Did your great-grandfather find ease? 
Did any of your people find ease? Again, verse 65, Deuteronomy 28, verse 65, And among these nations thou shalt find no ease, and neither shall the soul of thy feet have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and a failing of eyes and a sorrow of mind. Wow. If that don't describe our, our stay in the United States, not just our stay, but our four parents, I don't know what does. Again, everything we present to you tonight, ask yourself this question, when did the Jews go through that? They have went through none of these scriptures. This is your Bible. And we didn't even touch Leviticus 26. Leviticus 26 is another Deuteronomy 28. Why do we pick on Deuteronomy 28? It's really the whole Bible. Am I right, Brother Yeshua and Sister Yaina? It's really the whole Bible with these prophecies. But Deuteronomy 28 have the most seem like in one chapter, and so does um, the chapter Leviticus 26. Read that entire chapter. And perhaps if we do a, a show three, you'll be up on that, okay? But there's so many more. I have something I call Expo. Well, excuse me. I'm going too fast. I have some called uh, uh, it's 300 similarities between us and the Jews of the Bible. 300. 300. So, and we're just going through. I'll probably share tonight about, oh, maybe 30. But there's so much more. And some of you are probably thinking, well, I hear you, but that don't relate to us. You need to read uh, Deuteronomy 29 and Deuteronomy 30 where Moses say, this is not just for you that are standing here, but those that are far off. Brother Yashua, Sister Yaina. Yes, I wanted to throw in one scripture. Um, it was mentioned earlier. I don't know if you or Sister Yaina mentioned it, but talked about... Uh, um, they used to sell a girl for wine and things like that. That's a re- yes. very powerful scripture as well because what people can you find? Because this actually happened in our history. It's not hard to find. Um, a lot of our people probably already know the history. When they first brought us over, uh, they, they put us, you know, on the auction block, and little girls were actually sold for wine at that time. This actually happened. This yes. is documented history. Yes. Now, it's crazy. Can, can the fake Jews claim that? Can they claim that in Germany or wherever they want to play, that Hitler was selling them little girls for wine? That didn't happen to them. You know, the only thing happened to them, they were put in ovens. And I have yet to find a scripture to say the children of Israel will be put in ovens. It doesn't say that. Say the children of Israel will have yokes of iron around their neck, which the Almighty said was going to happen in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. I believe around the 48th verse. So we are the children of Israel, and we can prove it all day long. There is no wisdom against it. Amen. So, yeah, Amen. I want to say this. Sister Yaina, you still there? Sister Yaina, you still there? I have to be careful because, you know, we can lose people. Every time we lose people, I have to. Okay, folks, we listen, we only got a few minutes. We probably lost her because if you do anything on your phone and we lose you, you can't call back, and that's probably what happens to Ciaina. But uh, listen, folks, I just want to share this with you really quick, really quick. I'm just going to throw out some verses, go read them, and you're going to get even more. Uh, Isaiah 10 and 17, folks, you got to read that. Psalms 137 and 3, go see, just like a little Christmas gift. I'm not going to tell you what's there. Go check that out, Habakkuk 1 and 7. Habakkuk talks about people using images to teach. They're using fake images to teach, like like the white image of Christ. 
You got to read Habakkuk. It's crazy. I call it the black man's book because Habakkuk is going off talking to the father about all this stuff that's happened to him, and the father finally answers. But he just, he talks like a black man, all the stuff he's saying. He says, Father, do you get kick out of us going through all this? Where are you at? I mean, he sounds like one of us for real. But then he talks about they're using images to teach, false images, and that's what they're doing with these, these white images of Christ. Let me just say this, and i got to wrap this show up, folks. we got three minutes, and this thing is going to cut off. I didn't mean to go to 11, but I just had to get this out. Again, thanks, thank you, Brother Yahshua and Sister Yaina, for coming on. If you're still there, I don't know if you're there or not. Folks, we love all people, and more importantly, we love you and we love the Father. This show tonight was just to show you how we have a problem. The problem is the scriptures are not lining up with the people that call themselves Jews. We believe we are Israel, and it's important for us to know that to understand Bible prophecy. It's important for us to know that to understand why we're going through all this hell we're going through. Otherwise, it looks like the Father is beating up on us. It looks like some type of tyrant, okay? And it's important to know this because so we're going to look at the white man and Superman having done all this to us when, in fact, it looked like all of this stuff is prophetic and was supposed to happen to us as a people. That's good news, really, to white people. They are not our enemy. They were just simply used by the Most High because of our people's rebellion. Again, turn your lives over to the Father. Seek him. Pray to him. Ask him to reveal who you are. Uh, yes, we believe in the Messiah with all our heart, and we try to follow his lead. Brother Yeshua, you got about 30 seconds, man. This thing is about to cut off in a little bit. So we got a minute and 15 minutes, and this show is going to end. What last words would you have to the followers, and how can they listen to some of your shows called Israel Now? Make it quick. Okay, well, the show is not currently airing, but uh, you can always check out some of the older archives at uh, Israel Now uh, radio show. It's also on Block Talk Radio. And also I just want everybody to uh, – Thank you, Seth, for uh, having me on the show. We had a great time. I thought we put out a lot of uh, very meaningful information. Just want everybody to take into consideration everything that they heard, meditate on it, pray about it, and look up all the scriptures uh, that we said throughout the show. Look up all the scriptures that he called out. And actually do your own research because I haven't met anyone that did the research on this that came to a different conclusion. Everyone that does not agree with us are people who have not done the research. But everyone who's done the research knows that this to be the case because these are not opinions. Okay. They're actually facts. All right, brother. All right. Well, listen, we got like 10 seconds. Family, okay. I love y'all. Love every single one of y'all. Thank you, brother. And ain't nothing y'all can do about that. Nothing you can do about it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.